What is up, Madison? I'm Hunter Vaughn here with the Dean, the man, the myth, the legend, Dennis Sumrall for another Zimbrick Honda Prep Mania broadcast. And Dennis, last night you and Alex Strofe were over on the east side of Madison where the uh, Sun Prairie West Wolves took down the Madison East Purgolders. And tonight we've got the Verona Wildcats hosting the Muskego Warriors. And Dennis, easily the best game in the entire state right here in Verona tonight. Well, anytime we're there, it's a great game, right? Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we're doing at 400.5 ESPN Madison. And we are ready to roll about 15 minutes before kickoff here. Another gorgeous night. A few clouds in the sky, a little, little hazy. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we were talking about the air quality all mm-hmm. summer long, so a little hazy out here tonight. Last night it was just clear blue skies, but still a perfect night for high school football. The 90s are going to come later this weekend, so uh, great, f- gratefully tonight. Uh, we should not see too many guys cramping up. I think it was the fourth quarter last night before it looked like maybe uh, a couple of guys were dehydrated out there. You always worry about that weeks one and two. That you can lead a horse to water, can't make them drink. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with athletes. You know, you, you, but if you're thirsty, it's way too late to start pumping it in. So uh, the coaches were you know, preaching that. And uh, I like to say week one to week two is the most improvement. But right now we get to see what the scrimmages were all about last week, two weeks of practice. And these guys are just ready to hit somebody other than their own teammates. <laughs> well, and Dennis, you mentioned you know the possibility of cramping and everything. These guys aren't in classes yet. They're not in the buildings yet. They won't be for another week and a half-ish. Weeks, yeah. uh, how do these coaches deal with players not being around all day, and they're at home, they're playing Madden or whatever it is that they're doing? Well, they, they structure the days so they're with them a lot longer okay. than we think. They just can't practice six straight hours or four or whatever they used to do. They're 90 minute to two hour increments. You got film. They'll do some team bonding things. They're looking at, uh, you know, in some cases, if you got a new coach, I mean, everything's brand new. Or, or you graduate a bunch of seniors now. You've, you've got to teach things. Just, it's like the little things you have to teach them, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> That we, you kind of take for granted. I know in basketball, it's like just walking to the scores table. How do you check in? Same thing with football. There's a, a, a box there for the players to stay in. You're supposed to be off the field. you got to remind them you're between the 25 and the 25. You get out of the field or whatever, you can get a, a penalty for a delay game from the officials. So just, you know, okay, the kicker kicks off. Somebody's got to remember to go out and get the tee. <laughs> you know, if they haven't done it before. That happened to me when I was a manager. That was my job, and... I got yelled at by the coach the first game. Oh, sorry, coach. It's a new year. So there's little things uh, that uh, they learn. And uh, the film sessions, class night we had, a game ended up a running clock at the end. But even for East, they lost uh, big. There are a lot of positives that the coaches can look at it in game films. And uh, no coach is ever happy. There's always something you can improve on. You, nobody wants to stay the same. You always want to be going, you know, one step above and beyond. So we'll see what happens uh, Last year, Verona lost this game. They, they got outscored 21-0 in the first half, 28-0 until they got a touchdown in the fourth quarter and lost 28-6. But you look at that second half, 7-6. They played even with them, and Muskego didn't yank all their starters at halftime. Mm-hmm. So uh, they gave them a very good look, and uh, Verona wants a little bit of payback. 
And, you know, this is a Verona squad that last year they finished 8-2 and two on the season. They were 7-0 and oh in Big 8 conference play. They got the uh, victory over Middleton, the game that you and I did last year, to win the Big 8 conference. But then they're the two seed going into the playoffs. They lose in level one to Marquette University, three to nothing. And, you know, and this right, is a team that really yeah. needs to try and build off of that and get past the level one in the playoffs. Yeah, you look at last year uh, when these uh, teams played, uh, Verona had 207 yards total offense, Muskego 393. And uh, Verona, if they did anything really well last year, it was a knack of winning the game. They knew how to finish. That playoff game, all they needed was a break, a field goal, a tie, mm-hmm. overtime, or a touchdown, and they could have maybe had a longer run in the playoffs. We've got some new players, new running backs. they got a new starting quarterback tonight. The best player, though, for uh, that we're looking at on the field, he's going to be going both ways this year, is uh, Trey Poteet Henry, named after his dad, who was a former defensive back coach for the Badgers, now at Iowa State. And when uh, Trey came here as a freshman, dad said, no matter where I go, he's going to be here four years. Kind of coaches held their breath mm-hmm. his junior year, especially after he had an outstanding basketball spring with second-team all-conference there, first-team all-conference, the defensive back. This is a guy that's not going to leave the field. He had two return touchdowns, one punt and one kickoff return last year. So he's a game-breaker, and I can't wait to see what he's got this year. Yeah, and Trey Poteet, in case you don't know, in case you're maybe from tuning in from over in the Milwaukee area, Trey Poteet, junior Defensive back, wide receiver, kick returner, punt returner. Right now he's sitting as a four-star recruit, the number two recruit in his class in the entire state of Wisconsin. I'm just going to run through a few of the schools that he has offers from right now. Florida, Illinois, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Pitt, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Vanderbilt. I wanted to mention Northwestern and Vanderbilt because it's not like he's just some really good football player. He's got the smarts, too. I'm so excited to see him play tonight easily. Like I said, the number two player in the state. So electric, so fun to watch as we see some of the youth players coming out onto the field as it is youth night here at Verona Area High School. We're inside 10 minutes until kickoff here from Verona Area High School. But quickly, Dennis, this Muskego Warriors team, a team that went 10-2 and on the year. Their two losses, both to their rival, McWanago, both games at Muskego, and they lost that second loss to Mus- for Muskego was at level three in the playoffs where they fell to McWanago 27 to 14. And this is a team they won state in 2018 and 2019. They're looking to get back to Camp Randall. Yeah, they could have made it three in a row. They were nine and zero in 2020, but of course, pandemic year uh, where you did not have playoffs in the fall or in the alternate season in the spring. So that stopped their streak there. They've been uh, again with the Classic Eight, arguably the best conference in the state. So they are battle tested. Uh, they will always look for a couple of good non-conference games to get them ready. And uh, they've got Verona on the schedule, but I think this is only a two-year deal. Wow. The coach said he's going to wait till after the game to announce Verona, yeah. who they might be playing in the next couple of years. But uh, here for both teams, I think it's a very good matchup. Muskego, uh, for Ken Krause, head coach, 27th year as a head coach, 16th here. And what's great is he's got his twin senior sons. I'll tell you, uh, Aiden and Ashton. Uh, are a pair. They're being recruited some D1 and a lot of D2 looks, and I can't wait to see them play tonight. Uh, last year, uh, Ashton missed time but averaged almost nine yards a carry. Aiden uh, led the team in receiving 
And uh, 515 yards, that was the second most yards by a receiver in school history. So that tells you wow. they are a run team first. Well, and if you catch that, he had 24 catches for 515 and six touchdowns. So that is a big year, a career year for a wide receiver at Muskego. I mean, you mentioned the records. Braden Horn, their quarterback last year as a junior, set the school record for passing yards. 1,287 yards. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have the keys to the game as, again, we're at Verona Area High School as we're getting ready for Verona to host the Muskego Warriors right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and on ESPN Madison YouTube. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm Hunter Vaughn, and again, alongside the Dean, Dennis Summerow, as it's now time for the Canopy Wealth Management Keys to Success. Canopy Wealth Management believes community is everything, and they are constantly working towards the betterment of our community. That's why they've partnered with the Gildas Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they are constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. And, Dennis, we're going to start with the visitors, the Muskego Warriors. What are their Canopy Wealth Management keys to success tonight? All right, number one, limit the mistakes. They want to win the turnover battle. Two, make big plays on special teams. Last year they got a block punt early. And on both offense and defense, respond positively when things go bad. Again, short-term memory. Uh, we look at for Verona, string out the offense, limiting the big plays. The Verona defense is a tough matchup against this wing T, so they have to be assignment sound. Win the turnover battle and stay in front of the sticks. That means uh, limit those penalties. And who will step up as a starter after being in reserve a year ago? We'll find out tonight. Now, you mentioned for Muskego these big plays on special teams. How do you do that when you know you're going to be kicking to such a good athlete like a Trey Poteet? Well, it'll be interesting to see if uh, when I talked to the defensive coordinator, Ryan Lucchese, for Muskego this week, he said what they're worried about is Verona having some special plays like an outside kick, maybe a fake off of a punt. They're looking for that. I think Verona's got to do this. We're about the same thing with Muskego. Are they going to do some pooches? We saw last night. Obviously, the kicker could get the ball inside the 10. They pooched one side the 30, got a fumble recovery for Sun Prairie West. So you can see something like that. When you've got a you know, return guy like uh, uh, Trey Poteet last year, he had a touchdown and a, and a punt return for uh, a kickoff, and so did uh, Mike uh, Valichka, a wide receiver who had some injury issues last year, back healthy. So that's a good one-two punch. They'll be back on kickoffs. Most likely Trey, as a defensive back, will be mm-hmm. back on the uh, on the punt returns. But uh, you're going to be kicking away, trying to figure out, you know, you got good hang time. So the kicking game is going to be really important, especially last year. Uh, Verona had a really good kicking game, and they were able to keep the ball, you know, win that yardage battle and, you know, kind of flip the field. And so they had a lot of short drives. I mean, when they beat Middleton, it was because of some short drives they had. We saw last night with Matt East having to drive 80, 90 yards every time they couldn't do it. Sun 
uh, St. Prairie West, they had three drives. The longest for a touchdown was 54. So when you when you have to go from midfield in, it's a lot easier. You got your playbooks a lot more open, and uh, so that's going to be I think a big factor is the kicking game tonight more than anything because uh, we've got uh, Bricolet is going to be the new kicker for uh, for Verona, and he's going to be playing an awful lot. West Bricolet, great wide receiver, and then uh, for the uh, Muskego Warriors. Uh, that is going to be a question mark. Coach said, wait till you see what number shows up tonight. Uh, they told me a couple <laughs> days ago we weren't going to know who the punter and kicker was until game time. And so now, we, who comes out there? Now, real quickly, we've got about a minute until the national anthem here, Dennis. Who's somebody that listeners and watchers of the ESPN Madison YouTube should be paying attention to for Muskego? We've talked a lot about Trey Poteet for Verona, but who's somebody on the Muskego side? I mentioned the uh, Ashton and Aiden Krause, the, the, the twins, the head coach's sons. And then on defense, Jack Plockerman, one of two returning starters. Last year, 78 tackles. He had an interception return for a touchdown. 11 tackles for loss. Middle linebacker, he's going to be in the middle of the action. They also returned one other starter on that defensive side, Nicholas McCullough, at 34 tackles. So that, that so you've got somebody on the front line and somebody in the linebacking core. question is how quick their secondary grows up. It's brand new for Mosquito. And the Verona Wildcats are just about to take the field, and we're going to step aside for the national anthem as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and ESPN Madison YouTube. That is amazing. Wow. What a game. Oh, my. Unbelievable. One more for the record books. Nothing's going to stop us now. At the buzzer, knocks it down. Pick is up. Yes. He made it. Yes. Reverse layup is good with five seconds left. Put six on my staff. First title in program history. Being a in-state kid, everything that I wanted in the school was right at home. Every coach has a toolbox, and every tool is from another coach. Camaraderie, be able to hang out with each other and be together. Takes it all the way for the touchdown, led by a future Badger. I'm very excited for this kid because he is brilliant. What an absolute javelin toss. He's going to throw a jump pass and complete it for the two-point conversion to Hawk. I mean, we can see a lot of offense. Put the explanation point on it. At the buzzer! It's good! Oh, my goodness! Do your best. Thank you so much for all you guys do for high school sports. Guys, I got goosebumps. That's all anybody can ask for. The biggest games, the most compelling stories, the area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. We are just about ready for kickoff here from Verona Area High School. Welcome to those of you tuning in on ESPN Madison YouTube. I'm Hunter Vaughn. Alongside me is the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau. The Verona Wildcats are hosting the Muskego Warriors. Verona will be kicking off from right to left. 
on your radio dials. Verona wearing all black uniforms with a white and orange stripe uh, going down the center of the helmet with then orange numbers and white trim, black pants with orange and white stripes on the side. For the visitors from Muskego, they have black helmets with red face masks, white jerseys, black solid numbers, and then red and black stripes down the side. Bricklay will be the one kicking off for the Verona Wildcats. And it is an end-over-end kick that will go into the end zone. And that is over the head of number 21, Ashton Krause, who was back there to return. So Braden Horn, the senior quarterback for Muskego, will take the field for the Warriors. The six-foot, 185-pound senior. We mentioned it in the pregame, Dennis, but he set the school record last year for passing yards with 1,287 yards. So Muskego, they're going to run the ball here tonight, probably. Yes, most likely with that uh, that wing T offense. It's very hard, and the deception's uh, a key there. So assignment football, very important here for Verona. Know where you're supposed to be at all times. As Verona will have the ball at the 20 going from, or excuse me, Muskego will have the ball at the 20 going from left to right. Horn under center in the wishbone. No receivers split out wide. He looks down both sides of the line, now looks back to his fullback. He'll bring Krause into motion from left to right. Gives it to his fullback, Lavish, and he is met in the backfield for a loss of two on the play. And that's a play we're going to see a lot with the handoff to Jack Lobbish here early as they try to establish that inside run. He ran into a brick-a-lay wall, a brick-a-lay hit west nice. right there, and uh, he had no room to move. It'll be second down and 12 following the loss of two. Muskego will split a receiver out wide. That's Aiden Krause to the near side. And then still three running backs in the backfield. Horn again looking under center down both sides of the line. Brings his running back into motion from right to left. He'll hand it off, and he has to hesitate. Hit at the line of scrimmage and brought down for a pickup of about two on the play as that was a carry for Max Schneider, the senior running back. Schneider last year at 541 yards, four touchdowns in his junior season. A pick up a three, so we get a third nine. Uh, but uh, they will still try to run the ball, most likely. They don't put the ball in uh, air very often. Uh, Code defense coordinator said, we're not allergic to the pass like Monroe is, and we will throw it <laughs> once in a while. Third down and nine at the 21 on the near hash. Horn gets the snap, hands it off up the middle to Lobbish. Lobbish bulldozes over a couple of defenders, gets close to the first down marker at the 29 to bring up a fourth down and one, but the punting unit does come out on the field. Braden Bratz will be the one punting the ball for the Muskego Warriors. And then back on the return will be two returners back, Trey Poteet as well as Garrison Caudy for the Wildcats. Bratz standing at his own 21. 
Brad's punt, a spiral over, spiral over to the middle of the field. Poti gets it at the 30, starts to his left, hesitates, and then cuts back left again, and he's brought down across the 35 at about the 38-yard line. So, 42-yard punt. That was a return. Yeah, it was a nice return and great coverage that time for Muskego. They're going to need to do that if they're going to be willing to kick to Trey Poti tonight. It'll be first and 10 at 38, ball spotted on the near hash for Verona. Laga Messina will be in at quarterback. He'll start in the pistol. So he'll have two receivers to his right, single receiver to his left. And running back Chase Bradison will be directly behind him. Lagamassino with his toes on the 34, fakes the handoff, rolls out to the near side. He's got a completion to Bricolet. Bricolet down the sideline across midfield and hit out of bounds at the 44 of Muskego. First year starter, uh, Lagamassina, quarterback. With six of six, 77 yards, no touchdowns last year. So he's completed his first seven passes in his career. Six last year and the first one here today. After that completion, it'll be a first and 10 at the 44. Again, ball on the near hash mark. Baga Messina still in the pistol. Two receivers to his right, single receiver to the left. Braderson directly behind him. He'll hand off to the right side for Braderson. Braderson breaks a tackle at the 40 and then stumbles down inside the 40 at the 39, it looks like. He'll actually move it back a yard, so it'll be the 40. Pickup of four on first down. And Justin uh, Buckner, free safety with a tackle on that play. A nice pickup. We have 18 on that first play from square and four, so keep it in front of the sticks. We'll see how long this can drive can last here inside the 40. Now the Wildcats on second down and six at the 40. Baga Messina again in the pistol, brings a receiver into motion from the right to the left, fakes the jet sweep, hands it off to his running back, who stumbles forward and picks up about two. Well, there's Chase again, Bradison number 22. Chase Bradison. It's another carry there. Let's bring up down a third down and four. Eight twenty remaining here in the first quarter. It was a three and out for Muskego to start. They punted the ball off to Verona, who has a third down and four at the thirty-eight. Laga Messina sprint out to the near side, fires and nearly has it intercepted through the hands of the outside linebacker, Josh Schwaltz. It'll be fourth and four for Verona, and they're going to keep their offense out there. Well, you're looking at it, if you put it in the end zone, it's only a turnover, 18-yard uh, difference. So fourth and four, let's see what they got. Uh, first incompletion for uh, Laga Messina. Nice lefty move to his left on that one. and uh, But like you said, almost picked off. Fourth and four at the 38. Still going with the three receiver set, two to the right. Oh. And then a quick snap, hits Laga Messina in the shins, and he's brought down for a huge sack on the uh, close to midfield. 
It'll be the Sam, 47. Sam, Sam Witkowski, number six, with that sack there. Sam Witkowski, like you said, Dennis, picks up the sack. And inside eight minutes left here in the first quarter. A big play for Muskego. They'll have a first and ten now at the 48. And I was going to ask you there, but we didn't have time. I was going to ask you, do you worry about a momentum play there going for it on fourth down? And, of course, that's what happens. So I didn't get to look like a genius. Yeah, so just... I'm just going to say that I am one, Dennis, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, it, was just a, it caught the quarterback by surprise. He was trying, I think, be doing run an audible. And the snap just hit him. And luckily he recovered it, but still lost a 10 on that play. First and 10 at the 48. Muskego in the wishbone, and we've got a flag. We've got motion. And it looks like they were trying to bring their running back from the left side, go quickly through the hole, and he just got moving a little bit too fast there. That'll be a five-yard penalty, and that'll be a false start on the Warriors. So it'll bring up a first and 15 now for Muskego. remaining in the first quarter. First and 15. Muskego again in the wishbone. Horn under center. Brings his running back into motion from the left to the right. Fakes the handoff, but the pressure is there. And he's brought down for a sack. There were three Wildcats around him as soon as he turned around after that play action. I saw Wes Bricolet there. At the bottom of the pile, right. He got first contact and got some help from his teammates. That'll be a five-yard loss to bring up second and 20 now from the 38. So both defenses coming up with some big plays here early on in the first quarter. Muskego will put a receiver out wide as that's Gabe Palin. On the near side, he's being defended by Trey Poteet. But they'll still have that wishbone with the three running backs set. Horn gets the snap. He's going to hand it off to Krause. Krause around the edge on the far side. And he's shoved out of bounds just past the 45 to the 46. So a few players in this program for Verona. They're used to the wing tee. And head coach Dave Ritz is a Hall of Fame coach. He's in charge of the strength and fitness mm-hmm. uh, facility, which is right behind us here, behind the stadium. Um, Dave ran their wing tee for a number of years. Uh, was bread and butter for Verona. And so uh, they've seen it uh, at the youth level. They've seen how to defend it. I'm a huge fan of the wing tee. It's what I first started watching and covering when I first started doing high school sports with uh, Watoma and Berlin in uh, central Wisconsin. On third down, it's a rollout to the near side. He's got a completion to Schneider. Schneider gets across the 45, and he's shoved out of bounds. This looks like they're going to give him the first down. He maybe just got past the sticks by about a half a yard, but it will be a first and 10 now for Muskego. And Schneider was pushed out at the 43. That first first down of the night for Muskego. 
both teams with one. The game similar to last night. We had no yep. score in the first quarter, and teams just kind of feeling each other out in the first couple of possessions. Muskego now splits a receiver out wide to the left. So that's Aiden Krause. They bring a receiver into motion, sprint out to the far side now. Completion to Krause, and he is hit right away on the catch. Whoa. Picked up five, but that was a great hit from the free safety, Nate Novinska. That's a tackle. <laughs> we could hear that one up here in the press box. And it was a clean tackle, too. He got his head across the body, hit him at the hips. Perfect form tackle to bring down Krause on the completion. It is second and five, though, at the 38. Muskego now on second down. They'll split or flip the formation. Aiden Krause, the receiver to the near side. It's Horn under center with this wishbone. Brings the running back into motion. Rolls out to the near side now. He's going to lob one up deep for Krause. He's got the completion inside the 10. Breaks the tackle into the end zone for the touchdown. Braden Horn to Aiden Krause on the touchdown. And he caught that ball over Trey Poteet. Yes. Aiden Krause, 6'4", 215. Some pretty good size. About three inches over Poteet. Poteet had the inside uh, position on him. And we have a flag on the field. So Something happened. I don't know if it's a... Uh, I think this might have been after the play. There after, it's after been. the play. He just dropped it. Uh, so it's something somebody said. Whether it was in frustration for Verona or it was a taunting. We'll see uh, which way it goes. Sideline warning. Sideline warning. That's okay. So... No penalty. It's a sideline warning against Verona. So that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on if they things start not yeah, going yeah. well for Verona. Talk, I had talked about that in the pregame. Yeah. You know, we're supposed to be the players, and the coaches have to constantly keep them back. I think you designate an assistant coach whose job is to roam the sidelines. Mm -hmm. But kids get excited. You know, they saw the play, and they're jumping around. Yeah. So... But, Officials um, just making sure things are correct now. And first touchdown pass, 13 touchdowns a year ago for Braden Horn. Ryan Lucchese, the defensive coordinator again for uh, Muskego, says Horn's best quarterback they've had in the last 10 years. And the extra point is through the uprights and good. 7-0 our score, the Muskego Warriors on top of your Verona Wildcats with 549 remaining here in the first quarter. We're going to step aside for a quick break as you're listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. Five forty nine left to go in the first quarter. Muskego on top, seven nothing after a thirty-eight yard touchdown pass from Braden Horn to Aiden Krause. Yep, five plays, fifty-two yards, two oh nine, time of the drive. And the big biggest play of the night, that thirty-eight yard pass, like you said. Beautifully thrown. Well, and it was set up by that fourth down attempt that Verona went for it, and then it was like all of a sudden a surprise snap yep, to Laga Messino and all of a sudden he was dropped down and then a squib kick up the middle goes off of a defender verona has to fall on it so there's Muskego. your answer how do they deal yep. with the with the deep pooch it or hit a line drive at somebody and hope he 
you get you know, some skin on it, and you can recover it. But that time Verona came up with a ball. Still good field position. He'll take the 27, but it beats a 40- or 50-yard kickoff return. So uh, Lago Messino brings the offense out for the second time for Verona. So now they trail 7 to nothing. So he'll be in the pistol. He has a receiver to each side of the formation. And a single running back in the backfield is Bradison directly behind him. Bagamasino gets the chest high snap, hands it off to Bradison. He starts up the middle, then cuts to his right. There's a flag on the play. He picked up about three. Brian Wynn on the tackle, number 44. We'll have to see what this penalty is. That's going to be a hold, so that's going to bring Verona backwards. And right now, momentum, it's all on the side of Muskego here. You have the failed fourth down conversion for Verona, then the big 38-yard touchdown, and now all no of a sudden on your first play, a penalty. So the 17 should be. Yep, and that's where they're putting it to. Just had to have a little bit of conference there, make sure that they had the right spot where the penalty occurred. So with the ball on the 17, it's first and 19 now for Verona. Quick screen to the far side. And he's got some running room. He's across the 30, 35, brought down past the first down marker at the 40. That was a completion to number 15, Mike Velichka for the Wildcats. And, you know, of course, I just say it, Muskego is starting to lose, the, get the momentum. Verona, things aren't going well. And all of a sudden, just get a quick screen and get a first down. You've got the ball up to the 40 now. Yeah, actually, that previous play, they gave the running back two yards, marked it from the point of infraction. Yeah. So that was a 21-yard play, big time for Verona, right when they needed it. Chin high snap and a run to the near side, but Bradison can't get anything going as he's met in the backfield and loses three yards on the play. Win again, number 44 with a stop. We've seen the perimeter of this Muskego defense playing those runs to the outside very well here early on, Dennis. Yeah, nine new starters on defense for Muskego. It does not look like a team that's uh, lacking experience. Again, you get a playoff run. They went to level three. Those reserves get those three extra weeks of practice. Really helps the next year. Lagomasino in the pistol. Chest high snap, looking to throw. Pump fakes. Now he's going to take off and run with it. Gets across the 40. He's hit at the 42 and brought down at about the 43. So it was a great job by Lago Messino to see that he didn't have anybody open and there was a huge gap in front of him, so just take off and run with it. Yeah, middle linebacker Plockelman, one of the two returning starters for that Muskego defense with a nice form tackle. Got him by the legs, cut him off, and, and then that teammates helped finish it off. Four minutes left in the first quarter, and it's going to be a third down and eight from their own 42-yard line for the Verona Wildcats going from right to left on your radio dials. Yeah, three-man front here for uh, showing a little blitz from Lago the outside. Lago Messino drop back to pass. He's got pressure, and he's going to run with it again. He's across midfield, hit hard after he gets across the first down marker. That was a huge hit. 
from the backup linebacker, Brian Wynn, number 44, the 5'10", 185-pound junior linebacker, put a hit on Elijah Lagamassino, but he still got the first down to move those chains, and now it's first and 10 at the Muskego 48. And needed eight, got 10. Uh, you saw the outside pressure, the outside blitz, stepped up in the pocket, found a seam, and picked up the first down. And with that first down, it'll be at the 48, 3.15 remaining in the first quarter. Lagomasino in the pistol. And they'll try a stretch run to the right side. That's a handoff to Max Jones, and he's got enough to get close to the first down marker inside the 40. So he's down at the 39, so a pickup of 9 for Max Jones, the senior running back. Uh, Justin Buckner with the tackle number 24. First time we see Jones with a carry tonight, and it's a nine-yard pickup, almost first down. And, of course, you know, I just say earlier in this possession, wow, Mosquito really playing those stretch runs to the outside really well, and then a nine-yard carry. It's almost like they can hear me up here or something. But adjustments, adjustments, adjustments. That's what they got to do. Second and one at the 39. And I think some miscommunication there. Again, maybe an issue with the snap, but it's going to be a loss of about four on the play. Uh, 11 yards the first time, and this time, oops. (laughs) No room to run, no room to hide for Jones. So after the loss, it'll be a third down and four now. So it was only a loss of three on the play, but... There's some miscommunication going on with Verona on offense. Yeah, defensive end Liam Shaw with that tackle. Lagomasina gets the snap. Play action. He's got a completion to Bricklay. Bricklay has enough for the first down inside the 35 and brought down at the 31 to move the chains again on third down for the Verona Wildcats. Yeah, Bricklay, interesting guy. Not only did he uh, catch 20 passes last year, he's a shot put champion in the Big 8, and he's also a stellar basketball player. So large schools, a multiple sport athlete might be dying, but not here at Verona, not with Bricolet. You know, I was hoping you weren't going to use that little nugget that he won the shot put in the Uh, Big 8, but you got to it before I could. I'm a track guy, you know that. I know, I should have known to just use it as soon as he made a play. First and 10. Lagomasino's going to run with it. He's got some running room inside the 25, hit at the 24, and then spun out of bounds at about the 21 on the near sideline. That'll be a pickup of, I'm going to call it nine and a half. I know you don't do the half yards, Dennis, but it's going to be about a football length away from the first down here on second down. Yeah, we credit him with nine yards in the scorebook and uh, need less than a yard for the first down. We've got a minute 12 remaining in the first quarter. Muskego leads 7 to nothing on the Verona Wildcats. Laga Messino in the pistol. Receiver to each side of the formation. He'll hand it off to Bradison. Bradison lowers his shoulder into the line. Has enough for the first down. He's inside the 20 and finally brought down at the 16 to get another first down for Verona. Good power running. Put his head down and broke an arm tackle in the backfield. Got that extra yards. That was second effort. Got him that one. So now inside a minute, Verona looks over to their coaches to get the hand signal for the play. Salaga Messino breaks the huddle. He'll have one receiver to his right, two receivers to the left. Bradison directly behind him. 
as he straddles the 21. Hands it off to Bradison to the near side. Bradison breaks the tackle at the line of scrimmage and then is drugged down at the 14. So pickup of three. 23 Thomas Gover on that tackle. Got him around the legs and kind of got dragged a little bit, but he wouldn't let go. And they'll say he stepped out of bounds at the 14, so that stops the clock with 29 seconds. That was a 10-play drive here so far. The holding penalty put him in a hole right away, but uh, nice uh, moving down the field. That's long. you got to go with that penalty. Having to go 90 or 81 yards. And only got 14 left. Second and six at the 14. And we've got a whistle. And a Verona timeout. That'll be yes. a timeout for Verona. As Muskego leads 7 to nothing here in the first quarter with 29 seconds left. As this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or even a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. So, Dennis, you've got a second down and six now for Verona at the Muskego 14. You know, we were just talking about it at the start of this drive. Things weren't looking good for this Verona team as they had a bad snap that was caused the turnover on downs on their first drive you give up that 38 yard touchdown pass now you're starting to get things going on offense i mean if they get see a fourth down here they've got to go for it to try and match that mosquito touchdown right i think so i think inside we'll we'll see bricolet as the kicker yeah it'll be his first uh, field goal attempt of his career if he does it Second down and six, Lagomasino in the pistol. One receiver to his right, two receivers to his left. Gets the chest high snap, stretch run to Bradison to the right, and he is met in the backfield, loses a yard on the play to make it third down and seven, but we've got 17 seconds and counting left here in the quarter, and Verona is going to let this clock wind down to take us into the second quarter of action. Seven to nothing our score. The Muskego Warriors on top of the Verona Wildcats. We'll step aside, and when we come back, we'll have the second quarter here from Verona Area High School as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and ESPN Madison on YouTube. Listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Third down and eight as we start here in the second quarter of action. The Verona Wildcats now flip directions going from left to right on your radio dials. Lagomasino has two receivers to his right, single receiver to the left. Knee-high snap, play-action pass. He's got pressure in his face. Gets away from the defender. He still looks to throw as a completion inside the five. It was a great job by Lagomasino to avoid the pressure and still keep his eyes downfield, get the completion, and now it's a first and goal for Verona. Yep. Pass complete to uh, Mike Velitska on that one. Last uh, last year he had five catches for 42 yards against Muskego. 
and Velitska, he had a knee injury last year, usually about a nine-month recovery for his injury. He was back in only seven so, months, Dennis. That's I'm incredible. I'm going to get that one in before you this time. That's all right. <laughs> First and goal at the three for Verona. They'll hand it off up the middle. A big pile up at the one, so a pickup of two. Chase Bradison on the carry. Going to hurry up quickly, and line up quickly. Back up to the line. It'll be a receiver to each side. Single running back in the backfield. Lagomasino is going to take it himself, and he powers into the end zone for a touchdown. 11:03 to go here in the second quarter, and Lagomasino runs it in from one yard out to make this a seven to six game now as Verona answers with a long drive. 81 yards after the uh, penalty to start the drive. 81 yards, 14 plays. Pretty impressive drive. Wes Bricolet on for the extra point. is a good snap, good hold, and a good kick that splits the uprights to tie up this game. 7-7 seven to seven our score. The Wildcats of Verona answer the Muskego Warriors with 11.03 left to go. We'll take another quick break. Again, you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Seven to seven, our score. Verona answering the Muskego Warriors touchdown. As I'm Hunter Vaughn here with the dean of area high school sports, Dennis Summerow, and this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Bricolet on the kickoff, a deep kick inside the five, taken in that time by Schneider. Schneider along the near hash mark, and he spun down across the twenty. Brought down at about the 23. So, Dennis, we thought it was going to be a slow kind of slog of a first quarter. Ended up getting a few points there to end the first quarter. And then we get a touchdown to open up this second quarter of action. And now Muskego, they've got their second drive, their third drive of the game here. But, you know, what do they need to do to answer right back? They'll just grind it out here. They got a touchdown pass, so uh, telling Verona they can put the ball in the air, but I think go back to the wing tee and just when you're this deep in your own territory, just no mistakes. Just try to stay ahead of the sticks. First and 10 at the 23. And he throws it right a quick away. <laughs> pass right away to Ashton Krause. Well, that's a good one to go to as you go to guy out of the backfield. It's the broadcaster's curse. We say slog it out, take away some clock, get rid of some of that momentum, and then, of course, what do they do? You hit them with a quick pass. Yeah, that's a good one. Quick hitter for five yards on the first play. Second and keep, five now keep, at keep, 28. Now keep that defense guessing out there. Lone receiver to the left for Horn. Horn's going to throw again. And that one is too high over the head of his intended receiver, Aiden Krause. There on the coverage was Garrison Cotty. You know, we talk so much about the other side of the defense, Trey Poteet, but Garrison Cotty is a great cornerback. 
Yeah, that's a four-inch uh, difference with a good vertical leap uh, for Ashton. So, uh, or f for uh, Aiden rather, so trying to exploit that on the outside. After that incompletion, it's third and five. They'll go back to their power formation. Nobody split out wide. Horn under center. Brings his running back from the right side into motion. Pl hands it off up the middle. Was able to break a tackle at the line of scrimmage, but then spins down at the 30. That was the fullback, Jack Lobbish, on the carry. It'll be a fourth down and three after the pickup of two. Braden Bratz will come on to punt. Poteet and Caudi will be back to return. Bratz will be standing at his own 15 as he receives this snap. Caudi and Poteet standing at their own 30. A high snap. Able to control it, though, as Bratz gets the kick away. Bounces at the 40. Taken in by Caudi at the 35. Caudi breaks the tackle. 35. Midfield. 40. Finally brought down inside the 35. Huge return for Garrison Caudi. This has been a game of momentum, it looks like, here in the first half, Dennis. Yeah, we had a 37-yard punt. And most of it came back on the return. See where they put the ball? The 35. Hmm. 32. Wow, that is just a five-yard difference. So it almost would have made sense to just try and go for it <laughs> when you have those. But hindsight, hindsight is 20-20. It'll be first and 10 at the 35. Two receivers to the left. Single receiver to the right for Lagomasino. Gets the chest high snap. Hands it off to Jones. Jones tried to cut it upfield but slips down. Loses a yard and there's a flag on the play. And this came from behind the play. So I have a feeling this is going to be a holding. Oh, yeah. And that's what it is. Well, that's how they started their last drive with a holding penalty. And then uh, cruised down the field 81 yards for the first score. So maybe maybe Verona's unlocked something. You just got to get a holding penalty on the first play, put yourselves in a little bit of a hole, and then you'll be fine and go score a touchdown. Yeah, I don't think that's going through the coach's mind right now, though. <laughs> no, you don't think so? 45, yeah, they ended up with that safe. That's a big loss. Yeah, 10 yards. It'll be a first and 20 at the 45. Verona going from left to right. Ball's on the far hash mark. At the 45 of Muskego. Nine minutes left to go in this first half. Seven to seven is our score. It'll be a handoff to the left. Jones hit in the backfield and brought down at the line of scrimmage. Look at this number, the nose guard. Juan Carlos. Is it Verwit? Nice name, spelled Verwit, for no gain, actually. So at least he got back to the line of scrimmage, because from up here it looked like that was going to be a loss of about two or three, but it makes it a second yeah. and 20 now. Credit Max with the extra effort on that one. Blaga Messino in the pistol again. 
Fakes the handoff, looks to pass, has pressure coming, has to dance around, and he's brought down for the sack. Loses five and brought down at the 50. Yeah, again, that's middle linebacker. Blitz. Jack Plockelman with the sack, or the, uh, in this case, tackle for loss. So, Plockelman again with the sack, third and 25 now. So, you know, I'm sure head coach Andrew Riley for Verona, he's got to play for third and 25, right? Every coach does. <laughs> That's the Philadelphia Eagles against Packers, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll go with a push pass here, trying to get the ball on the perimeter, but he's met in the backfield. That will be a completion. Yep, to Max Jones again. And I'm a big fan of that push pass. I know it didn't work there and brings up a fourth down, but that push pass who's you know made famous by Dana Holgerson, was the head coach of West Virginia with Geno Smith and Tavon Austin. And I love this little nugget, Dennis. Do you know where he learned that play? Learned it at the Division School, Division Two School, the Colorado School of Mines oh, wow. football program. Bricklay's punt is away, bounces at the twenty. Muskego won't touch it as it is touched down at the seventeen of Muskego. Six forty-three remaining here in the first half. Seven to seven, our score. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania is also brought to you by Stoughton Health, and they provide trusted care close to home as they're proud to support all of the area's student-athletes and wish them all the best this season. From rehab to ortho care, Stoughton Health provides comfort and convenience locally. Visit StoughtonHealth.com to learn more. First and 10 at the 17 for Braden Horn and the Muskego Warriors. Ball's on the near hash mark. Will go with a quick pass. Pump fakes, throws it up, and he catches it over the top of his defender. That's Krause across midfield. The 30, 20, one man to beat. He's hit at the five, drug down, and they won't give him the touchdown as Trey Poteet chased him down. There is a flag on the play. It's coming back. Verona coaches are pointing toward their, their goal. It's coming back. And I think this is going to be a holding penalty. It is. Oh. Oh, and it'll be a, a defensive, defensive hold. holding. Aiden Krause, the 6'4", 215-pound tight end is what they list him at, has just mossed or jumped over both of these great corners for the Verona Wildcats. He did it for a 38-yard touchdown in the first quarter over Trey Poteet, and then he just had a huge gain to get all the way down to the one-yard line over the top of Garrison Cotty, the other corner for the Wildcats. 82 yards on that completion from 17 to the one. Big-time play here, a stunner for Verona. After the great field position on the 35, and then just went backwards, and now they give up a big play on defense. First and goal from the one with 628 left here in the second quarter. So another quarterback sneak? What do you think? I That's what I would go with here, and that's yeah. exactly what they do. Try to do the Philadelphia in. Eagle Your push into seen. the end zone, and it works for the one-yard quarterback sneak for Braden Horn and the Muskego Warriors. 
go back on top 13-7. to So 6.23 is what the clock says here in the second quarter. And Muskego with a bunch of huge plays in the air. And honestly, Dennis, that is not what I expected at all from this Muskego offense coming into tonight to have a 38-yard touchdown pass and an 82-yard completion. The extra point, I think, got tipped and is no good. That was Gabe Walden on the kick. Walden's extra point, no good. So we'll stay at 13-7 to is our score. 6.23 left to go. Muskego on top of Verona. We'll step aside as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and ESPN Madison on YouTube. left to go in the first half. 13-7 our scores. The Muskego Warriors with two huge plays in the air here in the first half. A 38-yard touchdown catch for Aiden Krause, and then he had an 82-yard reception to get him down to the one-yard line before Braden Horn ran it in from one yard out to take this 13-7 lead. Two plays, 83 yards, just 17 seconds. Talk about the quick strike offense. Brott's kick into the end zone. Pozzi caught it and wanted to run it out, but at the high school level, if you get that ball into the end zone, it is automatically a touchback. So it'll be first and 10 at the 20 for Verona. And Dennis, we've seen Verona kind of put themselves into some holes. They were able to dig out of it late in the first quarter to get that first touchdown early in the second. What do they have to do here to try and match this and you know get this at either a tie or get it to a well, one-point lead? Last two drives have started with holding penalties. The first one didn't matter. They went 14 plays. The last one, they went three and out after that and went backwards. So um, need to clean things up here a little bit. Need to start out with a positive yardage play. Bradison gets the handoff. There's a couple of flags down yep. on the play. Bradison took it over to the left side. He was able to pick up four, maybe five on the play. They'll give him five yards, but again, we had a player lose his helmet. <laughs> as that was number 14, Aiden Chapman, who lost his helmet, so he'll have to come off for a play. And it looked like that might have been a face mask penalty at the beginning of the run. Could be a hold. I'll be pointing toward Muskego. And it is going to go against Muskego. And it's going to be a personal foul face mask penalty against Muskego. That'll be a 15-yarder then. So they get five yards on the carry. And then 15 on, so 20-yard play it becomes. It'll be a first and 10 now at their own 40 for Verona. (laughs) Third straight drive that starts with a penalty. At least this time it was the other teams. Uh, They'll take... uh, Coach Riley will take that. Yeah, Coach Riley will take that, but it's going to drive coaches crazy. Oh, this yeah. is the trend. Every time Verona starts, has the ball, they get a penalty either way to start their drive. 6-16 left in the first half. Verona trails 13-7. to Lagomasino gets the snap. Handoff to the left side for Jones. Jones has that run strung out, and he'll lose about two yards on the play. Yeah. 
Yeah, running short side of the field, hoping for a quick hitter, but uh, not a lot of room to run out there. Defense just played uh, assignment football, stayed in their lanes, and uh, ended up with a loss of two on that play. Verona making a couple of substitutions. As we see Trey Poteet checking in, as well as his cousin, Kenson Poteet, comes in number four for the Wildcats. It went by the name of Philip last year, changed his name. Uh... <laughs> Lagomasino drops back to pass, has a completion to Trey at midfield. He's going to be close to the first down marker. Couldn't break any tackles, though. That'll be a completion of about 11 yards. And Wachowski again and then a play. Big so play. Quickly to the line for a third down and one. They'll go the quarterback sneak. Lagomasino is able to keep his legs turning, pick up four on the play, and get the first down. So back into Muskego territory. With time running out, be a nice uh, drive. 4.50 left in the second quarter. Verona trails Muskego 13-7. to yeah, Verona would like to put one in here. They got the second half kickoff, so they'd be able to, to uh, take a lead maybe. Lagomasino's oh. going to lob one up, and it's too far over the head Whoa. of Mike Velichka. So incomplete on first down. Yeah, you like to say go for it every once in a while. That's oh. the first time we've seen Verona try and stretch the field with their athletes on the perimeter. It's been a lot of quick passes, or we saw Poteet kind of sitting down in the middle of the field on that last completion. Yeah, one of the strengths for the Wildcats is the uh, multiple playmakers they have on the perimeter. That was the first chance, so like you said, we, we saw them try to exploit it. Second down and 10 after the incompletion. Two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right. Hand off to the near side for Bradison. Bradison cuts up field, gets across the 45, and is brought down inside the 40, close to a first down. Verona, of course, saying, yeah, that was a first down. That absolutely was. Yeah, 44, Brian Wynn, and number one, uh, Brady Hornacki with that stop there. But they'll say it was just a yard short. Lagomasino will go with a sneak again. And this time he'll be close to the first down. I don't know if they're going to give it to him, and they won't. They're going to say it's fourth down. I don't know. Measure. The coaches are pointing first down for it looks like where the ball is. It's pretty close. From our angle, I, I think it's a first down. But they're going to say it is fourth down and a couple, couple of inches, inches if yeah. it is isn't the first down here so so technically no gain on that play so fourth down and the scoreboard says that it's fourth down and one yep still marked at 39 even though it's close to the 38 not quite there though Lagomasino's in the pistol now he's going to go up towards the line trying to go. quickly snap it keeps his legs moving gets through the first line and gets enough for the first down Elijah Lagomasino, he was stopped at first for about a loss of a yard, but he just kept his legs moving and all of a sudden kind of yeah. snuck out to the right side of that pile. I like to see it. Too many times you see fourth and short, third and short, 
some kind of handoff guy five, six yards in the backfield yep. and they get stuffed. you got to trust your line. It can push and give you about a yard in the quarterback just to find a seam there. And He's done it two out of the three times. It's first and ten now at the 37. Lagomasino in the pistol. Deuces to the right, single receiver to the left. Chin high snap. Play action pass. Oh, rolls out to the blitz. far side. And he is brought down for a sack on the play. Nicholas McCullough, one of the returning two returning starters, defensive end. He came in on that blitz on that uh, on the left side, the hit the right side, the left side of the line, and had no room to run and no room to hide. Just uh, want to hang out of the football. Don't throw it away. You know, don't try to get it picked off. You were hoping to throw it away, but he wrapped him up pretty quickly. And we've seen the pump fake for Lagomasino work a couple of times on these defenders early, and I think they're starting to catch on that he's not going to throw it the first time he looks like he's trying to do it. He lost a seven on that play. Big, big play defensively. Second and 17, and then we have a whistle. We're going to call a timeout here. And there is a timeout looking to see who called it. And that will be uh, Mosquito. Mosquito calls their first timeout with 2.07 left to go here in the first half. For over 90 years, UW Credit Union has helped Wisconsinites achieve their financial goals at every stage of life, offering great rates for greater possibilities. Join today at uwcu.org. UW Credit Union is proud to support all the area student-athletes. Make sure to listen every week to hear who the student-athlete of the week is. Got a scoring update here. My uh, friends with Stoughton and Oregon. We've got seven minutes left in the second quarter. Oregon seven, Stoughton six, the Battle of Highway 138. Just about six miles apart. <laughs> Love that. Uh, they've had a play the first game of the season since one's in the large and Oregon's in the large and Stoughton is in the small. So uh, coach has said as long as uh, Dan Kissling's at Oregon and, Josh, and uh, Jason Becker's at Stoughton, they will play that game every year. Good. It's, a, it's just a great one. I love it in all sports. Uh, good fan base and uh, pretty respectful rivalry. Second down and seven from the Muskego 44 for Verona. Two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left for Laga Messino. He's got his running back about a yard behind him. Waist high snap, drops back to pass, fires down the left side, has a completion at the 30, breaks a tackle, breaks another one, stiff arms away, Belichka inside the 20, 10, 5, diving touchdown, for the end zone, baby. touchdown Wildcats. 1.53 left to go in the second quarter. Mike Belichka breaks three tackles to get into the end zone to tie this game up. Wow, big pass plays. We've got a 44 and a 38 touchdowns and a and what we had, what was that, an 80, uh, 82 yarder on the for, for the last uh, one to set up the last touchdown. So for uh, Muskego, it's a lot of action here for two teams that like to run the football. Boy, they're really going uh, air. We want to say the air raid at Wisconsin. Maybe that's going to influence some high school teams. Might see a little bit more passing. But, of course, we know what happens, though. You can yeah. pass the ball now. We'll see what happens in November when exactly. the weather's bad. you got to be able to run it. get that sideways rain and it's <laughs> 30 degrees. 
So there's a flag on the extra point attempt. It's going to back up Verona on this attempt now. So they back up five yards. Make this a 25-yard attempt. And that one is through the uprights and good. 14-13, Verona on top of the Muskego Warriors with 153 left to go in the first half. As we'll step aside as you're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and ESPN Madison YouTube. 1956. Fourteen to thirteen, the Verona Wildcats take a one-point lead on the Muskego Warriors here in Week One of Zimbraconda's Prep Mania, and now the kickoff to Muskego, taken on at the ten, and he's tripped up at the twenty-five, stumbling down to the twenty-nine. So with a minute 48 left here in the second quarter, you know, I'm hesitant to say how does Muskego try and pass the ball here to get down the field because, you know, normally we wouldn't see that out of them, but they've had an 80-plus yard catch and a 38-yard touchdown reception. Yeah, they're going to ride horn now, like like what Brayton's done so far. And uh, here's uh, the medal when you got a senior quarterback out there. Quick pass on first down, nearly intercepted. Trey Pote read that, and it went right through his hands. Had Trey Pote caught that, we'd be looking at a 20-13 to score right now. Yeah, tried to jump the route there and got away with it. That's one, maybe a pump fake. Might have been able to to break him on that when he left the route, but uh, good play. After the incompletion, it's second and 10 at the 29 of Muskego. The Warriors go from right to left on your radio dials. They'll stick with a receiver to each side of the formation. Three in the backfield. Horn drops back oh, to pass. He has pressure, pressure coming. He's brought down for the sack. Verona starting to get some momentum now after that touchdown. Had an incompletion on first down and a huge sack on second down as there were three defenders in the face of Horn. It looked like uh, Rowan uh, Boniface is the one that made the sack there in the play right in the middle of it. Maybe the uh, defensive end, left defensive end for him. That brings up a third down and 26. We're just about a minute left to go in the half. Again, same formation as last time here on third and 26 at their own 17. Running back comes into motion, and they're going to hand it off to the near side. Bring up a fourth down after a pickup of about four for Lobbish. We're inside a minute now, but there is a flag on the field. It looks like this is going to be a hold penalty against Muskego. And it's actually an illegal procedure penalty. So Verona is going to accept that penalty to back up the Warriors even more now. I'm going to put them on where? The 8? The 13. 13? 13, okay. 16, so 
Should be 23rd and 26 now. They started well, it was 3rd and 26 they, on the But they started on the 29. I think, uh, yeah, they had the math wrong on that last one. Okay. Yeah, with so a, now I was correct. Yeah, with a 12 yard. It was a playoff. It was a 12 yard sack and a 5 yard penalty, and now. Now we've got the official coming back in. I think just trying to make sure. So they actually declined the penalty. Okay, now they, they changed their mind. Okay. So it'll be a fourth down then. With 54 seconds left to go, Verona does have two timeouts. And they'll have Caudi back to return. He'll be on the far hash mark. Trey Poteet will be near the near hash mark, both standing at their own 40. Bratz standing at his own 7 to pump this one away here on fourth down. Bratz making sure everybody's set. Now we have a whistle. And the clock started running, so now we're down to 32 seconds. I want to reset that. And yeah, and that's what I'm wondering if now uh, Verona's head coach, Andrew Riley, didn't ask, wait, shouldn't the clock be stopped? Or do I need to use a timeout to keep it from running? Because they're still showing two timeouts left for both teams. Now, Andrew Riley is having a conversation with the officials on the near side here just to make sure everybody's on the same page. And I do believe the clock is going to get changed here as it's still showing 32 seconds yeah, and they oh, bring it back go. to 55. Almost 23 seconds back on. That can do some damage as we saw. Muskego scored in 17 yeah. seconds on exactly. a drive, so yeah, coaches are smart. They, they take the, you got to scrap for every yard, scrap for every second you can. So now I think things, well. My favorite was uh, Madison Memorial at Sun Prairie for a basketball game, Coach Collins. He had them stop and reset the clock like every time, and it was a fraction of a second yep. here and whatever, and they were able to extend it and almost pull it out, so. Yeah. Yeah, guys like that. You know, the coaches are fighting for the, for them just like they fight for the coach. So. Well, and you know, every one of, especially in basketball, every one of those tenths of a second matter if you need that point eight at the end to get a tip in. <laughs> That's right. And here, uh, with this uh, game-breaking ability on the special would... teams and on the, on the uh, edges. Brock oh, drops no. the snap. Yeah. He picks it up. He's brought down, though, at the 10-yard line. So a huge play on special teams for Verona. They're going to have the ball with 49 seconds left at the 11-yard line. We keep talking about momentum, and it's, again, a huge, huge moment there. And, Dennis, one of your keys to success at the beginning of the game for Muskego was to make big plays on special teams. Verona just made a big play on special teams against them. Yeah, last last year was a block punt uh, for Muskego against Verona. This time now, kind of reciprocate with this, the bad snap. Loss of 12, and now first and 10 on 11. 
Lagomasino's going to hand it off to Bradison. Bradison breaks the tackle in the backfield and spins down to the eight. Pickup of three. And there's a timeout called. They have one left for Does Verona. Or excuse me, they didn't call a timeout. They're going to let the clock run with 30 seconds left. Lagomasino getting the ball back up. Second down and seven. He's going to hand it off again to the near side. Bradison inside the five. Lowers his shoulder into the end zone for a Verona touchdown with 23 seconds left in the first half. What did I say? 26 and a half seconds on this score. Or 26? Oh, we got 23.6. 26 seconds. So uh, Mosquito's got the shortest touchdown, but I think Verona will take this one. Yeah, Verona absolutely will, as now they have a seven-point lead, looking to try and make it an eight-point lead, which is huge then to have to force Mosquito to potentially go for two later on in this game. Bricolet for the extra point. It was a low snap. High kick, though, goes through the uprights. 21-13, to 13, our score. Verona on top of Muskego. And we're going to keep it right here with only 23 seconds left in the first half. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania also brought to you by the GRB Academy. Baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be part of your plan to reach your potential utilize grb academy's 52,000 square foot facility 14 batting cages and 6,000 square foot weight room personal lessons are available year-round as well with over 300 college players and over 150 d1 players grb led the way in the midwest for college recruitment and player development visit grbacademy.com for more information Boy, uh, I tell you, Middleton got a big win at Bayport last night. Now Verona taking on Muskego. Can they can they do down in this part of the state? You know what Middleton did last night. All I know that Middleton Verona game we have later in this season is going to be fun. Probably going to be a conference championship game if I had to guess. Yeah. And the kickoff just downed. Still work. Got some time, hey. 22 seconds. They scored in 17. Why not? The coach is saying, why not? Let's go for it. 22 seconds. Shows on the clock. It'll be a first and 10 at their own 27 for Muskego. This is the fun part of the game, right, Hunter? Exactly. I mean, squeeze as much as you can out of it. See what kind of plays you can come up with. It's like Sandlot football right here now. What can we come up with? I... Um, And Muskego will just kneel the oh, ball down. Bummer. <laughs> Took a knee. So that'll run things out here in the first half. We're on a 21, Muskego 13. Great first half here. A lot of action, and the Wildcats heading to the locker room, pumped up. you got to be pumped up. Now we'll see what kind of halftime speech Coach Riley has for the hometown team. And we will step aside as 
Again, 21-13 our score here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And we'll step aside and we'll have the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week as well coming up. Again, 21-13 our score. Verona on top of Muskego as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and ESPN Madison on YouTube. It is Friday Night Lights here in Madison. I'm Alex Gravatt in the ESPN Madison Everlight Solar Studio. We've got ourselves a game as Verona Wildcats leads the Muskego Warriors 21-13 in a defensive showdown with a couple of big plays in that time. Uh, but we're going to throw it to the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. UW Credit Union, for over 90 years, UW Credit Union has helped Wisconsinites achieve their financial goals at every stage of life, offering great rates for great greater possibilities. Join today at uwcu.org. UW Credit Union is a proud supporter of all area student athletes. Make sure to listen every week to hear who the student athlete of the week is. And this week, it is Sam Ostranga from Sun Prairie East. And UW Credit Union is student athlete of the week, Sam Ostranga from Sun Prairie East High School. Yep. Still kind of weird getting used to saying that, Sam. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I was a part when we both had one school, so... It's definitely weird, but we've gotten used to it at this point, for sure. Now, your brother didn't have to go through that. Yeah, you have no, an older he's brother in last class, right. yeah. And did you, talk, did you talk to him about that at all? Or to, yeah, I, he was definitely happy. He was able to make it all four years, um, one school, and you know, I, I get that for sure. But, yeah, I still talk to him a lot. So, yeah. Multiple sport athlete, yep. football, basketball, and baseball, the traditional favorite? Uh, football, for sure. But I do love baseball a lot, you know. I college assistant, I ended up playing football, so I'm excited. Yeah. Your freshman year, you got to go to state in baseball, and then it was the fall of your sophomore year, state in football? Yeah, yeah. And you got to go with your brother. How unique was, well, it was unique, but how fun was that? It was, you know, really surreal. Like, I went to with baseball, I never really thought I'd be in that position, and then football, too, to play with them. I definitely had a bigger role in football, so. You know, it was a great feeling. I was able to really compete with him in sports over the years, for sure. Now, unfortunately, uh, something happened which affected your sophomore baseball yep. season. Yep. You want to explain a little about graduation party story? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, pretty much, you know, right right after summer started, like probably only like a few days, it was my brother's grad party. and. Um, it was the playoffs just started for baseball. I was playing bags with my brother and one of his friends. And um, long story short, my brother's friend threw me a football. I jumped up, I caught it, I came down, landed on a board, and I uh, broke my leg. And which, you know, really sucked. I got up, acted like nothing happened, but I knew it was broken. And. Um, yeah, I didn't go to the hospital until the next day when I found the bad news. But yeah. Well, the baseball coaches around, so you're trying to kind of, hey, I'm okay kind of a yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, they were uh, in the pavilion, so, you know, I'm walking, trying to walk to my room, like, away from everything, because I didn't want to think I was hurt. Yeah, it's just kind of the kind of person I am. I wanted to play, but, you know, I wasn't looking good at all at the time. Yeah, it's got some uh, favorites, uh, favorite, uh, favorite food? Yep, tacos. 
of tacos? Homemade or do you have a go-to place? Um, I, I love my mom's homemade tacos. I also like uh, Primo's and Barracho's. It's uh, right on Main Street, so. Yeah, we have some guys around here who've committed. Jerry, you know, once I got offered, you know, he, he pushed me a little bit to commit and, you know, it's, it's nice knowing I'll have someone there I can you know, ask for questions if I need anything, but I'm, I'm excited to get up there for sure. Great, we're a UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Sam Ostringa, Sun Prairie High School. Sam, I'll have a great senior year. Thank you. Thanks for the time. Thank you very much. Congratulations, Sam Ostringa. That's our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. And after this, Hunter Vaughn and Dennis Semra will take us into the second half of this excellent game, 13-21. to Muskego is behind. Verona on top. And we'll be back right after this. Hey, this is Craig Karmazin, founder of Good Karma Brands. Join Kyle Wallace and me every Sunday morning from 10 to noon for Sunday Karma here on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Welcome back to Verona Area High School as the Wildcats of Verona lead the Muskego. Warriors. Twenty-one to thirteen. As we've just got a couple of minutes left here in the first half of action. Again, our score twenty-one to thirteen in the first half. And Dennis, honestly, I thought with Muskego running this wing T, we were gonna see oh, just a bunch of running, a low-scoring game, you know, really slog fest. And all of a sudden, they've got an 82-yard reception, 38-yard touchdown catch. Verona's got a 44-yard touchdown reception. Like, do I just not know football, or what the heck's going on here? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, tonight, part of the problem for uh, the wing two youth, Muskego, they have 11 attempts for a minus five. Now, that bad snap on the punt, that comes into a team mm -hmm. the minus yardage. And then uh, quarterback has gotten sacked a couple of times. Um, the uh, quarterback Horn has passed 5 of 7 for 141 yards, 2 for 120 yards and a touchdown to uh, Aiden Krause, uh, one of the twins. But uh, I'll tell you, in the backfield, uh, Ashton hasn't had a lot of luck, a lot of running room. So Verona defense has been outstanding. Uh, Verona actually has a 179 to 136 lead in total yards. And uh, a couple of big plays uh, for them. Volechka, three catches uh, for 78 yards and a touchdown. And the quarterback, Lagomusina, his first start. He started out last year. He had six for six in a reserve role. Tonight, not too bad. Six of eight for 87 yards. And uh, he had a touchdown. And then uh, what did he end up with? Uh, uh, also a touchdown run. So he's got a run and he's got a pass. Bredesen's got a run. And uh, 21 to 13. Who'd have thought? Verona owned that second quarter, 21 to six. Interesting. Last year uh, they were down 21 nothing at halftime. This time they got the 21 and did a really good job getting it too. And you know, Dennis, we talked about this defense and how you know we were a little concerned going into the game with how was this Verona defense going to handle. You know, filling in for the fact that they lost a ton of production with linebackers Mason Armstrong and Drake Badger. And honestly, I would have thought that they're out there playing tonight with how well this defense has played for Verona. Yeah, Verona's defense has been pretty good. Uh, 
uh, really waters uh, Rowan uh, Boniface and Jake Bindle on the front line. And uh, tell you, uh, uh, Bricolet started out right away with that, ten, hit like a ton of bricks on that first tackle. And he's been a bit major factor. Defensive backs, uh, Poteet got beat on that long touchdown pass, and they gave up another long one later. But that's been it. That For the most part, they've been bend, don't break. Just two big plays that set up the scores. One score and then set up the other, set up a short uh, touchdown run for Muskego. Second half now, Verona does get the ball to start the second half on the kickoff with an eight-point lead. It's, it's very important. They can punch in and make this uh, two-score game, two-score plus, having to make uh, Muskego go for two if they score. Wow, that puts them in a really good position. A lot of good fans, standing room, uh, only all, it looks like almost on the Verona side, standing ovation for these Wildcats as they come out of the tunnel. And Very well-deserved. Yeah, they absolutely deserve it, like you said, for how well they've played in this first half. 21-13 to 13 is our score. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or even a used Honda, Visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. We've got just about two minutes left here until the kickoff for the second half of action again. 21 to 13 is our score here from Verona Area High School. We're going to step aside for one more break before we start the second half as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN Madison, the ESPN app, and ESPN Madison on YouTube. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. If you're looking to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Honda, buy local. Shop Zimbrick Honda. Their customer service is second to none, and you can experience it for yourself at two convenient Madison service locations. On Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive. Oil changes, brakes, alignments, and warranties. Honda's certified technicians handle it all. And if you need new tires, buy three and get the fourth for just a dollar when they mount and balance them for you. Zimbrick Honda Service Center on Fish Hatchery Road and Grand Canyon Drive. Part of the Madison community since 1973. Shop Zimbra Conda. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Twenty-one to thirteen is our score here at the half. As again, the Verona Wildcats leading the Muskego Warriors. And Dennis, before we start this second half, you know, what does Verona need to do to hang on to this eight-point lead against a very good Muskego team? Keep playing defense. Uh, Defense has been phenomenal, holding uh, Muskego to minus five yards total uh, yards rushing in the first half. So uh, be stout. Just don't give up the big play here and keep grinding it out. They had some nice long drives with Velichka uh, turned to what was a short pass into a, a big play for the touch, uh, the near touchdown when he got down to the, uh, 
No, he did score on that one, the 44-yarder. It was the uh, the last drive, thanks to the bad snap. They had a 11-yard field. So they were able to take advantage. You know, turnovers are such a big thing at the high school level. And that was a big one at the end on the uh, on the punt. Punt doesn't get off, and now Verona only needed uh, 26 seconds to give themselves uh, basically you know, an eight-point lead. So uh, I think, you know, looking, looking at, you know, it's a team that had run the wing tee, and I'd say normally... Verona just run the clock down. But now this is a, a more of a spread offense. They have some big plays. They've got a lot of uh, good speed on the perimeter. So I'm, they're not afraid to put the ball up in the air here in the second half. You like to have some nice long drives. Uh, they were able to do that in the first half. You look at that uh, first scoring drive was a 14-play drive. Their second was a 10. Their last one was only a 2, but that was because they only had to go 11 yards for it. So if they can maintain it, and get away from uh, their, those uh, second or third drives they had the holding penalties to start with. Yeah. So I go, don't get behind the sticks. Don't start out first and 10, or first and 15, first and 20, and just play your game. So line from Miracle, play your game. He kept yep. the mantra, play your game. And the Wildcats had a great game plan coming in, and I'm sure they had to make a couple of twitches at halftime trying to figure out what Muskego would do to counter. But, uh, boys, young men, this is one of the biggest games of your life here, knocking off a perennial power on your home field to open up the season. can bode well for a long year, but you don't want to let this one slip away. Well, and you know, I said it at, before this game that, honestly, this is the type of game where you win this game if you're Muskego or Verona. This can set you up to all of a sudden just having a ton of momentum going into the through the season and then the next thing you know because of this game you're playing in madison at camp randall for a golden football and the opening kickoff is taken by poteet inside his own five he cuts it up along the near side just past the 20 and brought down at the 23 so verona again leading by eight 21 to 13 as we start the third quarter of action. And the senior quarterback, Elijah Laga Messina. I'd say it's had a very good first half for his yeah. first career varsity start. And that's always a great way to set things up when it's your first varsity start and you're coming out against a great defense and playing well like Laga Messina has. First down, it'll be a screen to the near side to Bricolet. Bricolet has a blocker. He's across the 30, shoved out of bounds at the 33-yard line. It's going to be close for the first down. And they will give him the first down. Pickup of 10 on that play. Do you need a 10? Got 10. It's so a, good, they, a good starter right out of the, out of the halftime. So they said he actually stepped out at the 34. So the screenplay to open up the half gets Verona a first down. Laga Messina in the pistol. Lone receiver to the top of the formation to his left. Two receivers to his right at the bottom. Waist high snap, a screen to the near side for Kenson Poteet. And he picks up a couple of yards close to the 40. So two quick passes to open up That's this it. second half. His first catch, he had four for 41, no touchdowns last year. And uh, Coach Riley said he was going to be a big part of the offense this year. So good to see him uh, 
off the snide, got that first catch of the year. And sometimes that's all it takes, and all of a sudden somebody can take off. It's like in baseball. You get that first hit, and the next thing you know, you have a hitting streak. Pickup of six on first down brings up second and four at their own 39 for the Wildcats. Lagamasina straddling the 35, waist-high snap, handoff to the near side for Bradison, and he's tripped up at the line of scrimmage, falls forward for a yard. So we're about 90 seconds into this first half. I picked up a couple on that one, so third and two, you like that. A lot of options here on the play. Even the uh, old quarterback sneak, even though it's more than a yard, but they're in the shotgun. So, I don't know. He's going to drop back. So far, Lagamassina showing the pistol. Two receivers to his left, single receiver to the right. Chin high snap. They'll run the same handoff again to this near side. Did not get it, appears. And that was Bradenson. Maybe got a quarter of a yard, but they'll mark him back at the line of scrimmage to bring up a fourth down and two. The offense quickly coming back to the line, so they'll stay out there. Fourth and two at the 41. Lagamasino in the pistol, two to his left, single receiver to the right. One running back directly behind him in Bradenson. Went with the hard count and looked over to the sideline to the near side to get a new play. Gets the snap. They'll run it again to this near side. Has defenders coming. Bradenson dives for the first down. Looks like he got it's it. It's going to be close, and they'll give him the first down. Keeps the chains moving for the Wildcats. That's what you like to see. Pick up a three on that play, and now a couple of two and a half minutes into the period. Still have possession. 21 to 13, Verona leads the Muskego Warriors. This was a game last year that Muskego won 28 to 6. They got out to a 21 to nothing lead in that first half. Andrew Riley, head coach, is the offensive coordinator for this Wildcats, so he's got to like what he's seen so far. Handoff up the middle to Max Jones. He's met by a wall of defenders. Picks up two on first down for second and eight now at the 46 of Verona. This drive started at their own 21. Wildcats now break the huddle with two receivers going up to the top of the formation. Chapman will be the receiver split out wide with Kenson Poteet in the slot to the left. Single receiver to the right. They'll drop back to pass pressure coming. Lagamassino is going to scramble. Stiff arms a defender at the line of scrimmage. And then lowers his shoulder to pick up a few more yards and gets across midfield. Yeah, stiff armed. Uh, what was number 33 out there? Hard to see. Number 30, yeah, number 33, um, Mel Binder. And then just put his shoulder down. <laughs> I mean, that was great. You know, you love seeing that in the moment from your quarterback, but I'm sure that Andrew Riley, the head coach of the Wildcats, is going to be telling him, hey, you don't need yeah. to lower your shoulder into everybody. We need you through the full season here. We'll throw Tom Cruise all the right moves for this movie. <laughs> That's what it was in that last play. Third down and one for the Wildcats. Now into Muskego territory at the 48. Play action Scramble. pass. No. And Lagamassino had nowhere to go. He's brought down for a loss on the play. 
back to his own 46. Six Wachowski again in the backfield. It looks like he's been uh, setting up shop there all night. And, you know, we... You and Alex Strofe last night in the Sun Prairie West Madison East game, you talked about the all football name team, Sam Witkowski of Muskego for a linebacker. That, that sounds is like a it. perfect name. Like Nitschke. Yes. Of my exactly. generation. Bricklay for the punt. Uh, side spinning punt. Bounces at the 20. It's picked up inside the 10. Oh. And he's hit hard out of bounds. You know, Dennis, on the return there, that was number 20, Max Schneider. I have a little bit of a a pet peeve with special teams that I'm going to tell you about and everybody listening. If you get to the 10-yard line, just let the ball roll as a punt returner. You're you're just, nothing good is going to happen. I thought that's inside the 10. You just let it hopefully go to the end zone. If they down it, they down it. You just don't want to make a a mistake. Yeah, it's great. So it'll be first and 10. They're going to give him a yard, so it'll be at their own 11 for the Muskego Warriors. With 7.28 left to go here in the third quarter. Verona leads 21-13. to Muskego working from right to left on your radio dials. They went 83 yards on a drive in the first half, so this one would be 89 if they can pull it off. And they did that one in two plays. Single receiver to the top of the formation for Horn. Horn's going to hand it off to his fullback, Lobbish. He bulldozes forward to the 16 for a pickup of five on first down. You know, like you said, Dennis, this Mosquito offense, yeah, they're trailing by eight right now, but... They can absolutely move the ball 89 yards. That carry that gives them now zero yards rushing for the game. <laughs> a minus five in the first half. And last time these two teams played each other, Mosquito had 305 yards That's on the ground. Yeah, a big difference. Second and five at the 16. Horn fakes the handoff to his fullback, gives it off to Krause. Krause cuts up field on the near side, has enough for the first down tripped before he's tripped up and brought down at the 25. He showed his speed on that one. It's popped right through the line. Someone got an arm tackle in there. Just got him off balance. They'll give him an extra yard down to the 26. It'll be first and 10 with 6.30 to go in the third quarter. Again, going with a single receiver to the top of the formation. Horn under center with his three running backs in the backfield. They'll give it to the fullback up the middle again. He breaks a tackle, gets enough for the first down, and picks up about 13 on that first down run down to the 39. Garrison Cotty, number seven with the tackle. I was looking for the ball. Great fakes on that one. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, geez, he's up the middle already. That's the problem with this wishbone. You've got to be disciplined with your linebacker to make sure that you're not getting out of position because all of a sudden the next thing you know there's a counter and you're there's a huge hole going right up the middle of the field back-to-back first downs in the last two carries first and 10 at the 39 horn Fumble. fumbles the handoff picked up by uh, by Krause. and Krause's able to run forward and maybe get two yards 
out of what could have been a really bad play for Muskego. And a pack of Wildcats on that one. We had the Wolves last night. We'll call it a pack. They were in attack mode on that play. And uh, great play by Krause just to be able to come up with a ball and make uh, something out of nothing. You know, Dennis, I'm not sure if it is a pack because I know a group of cats is called a clouder. Clouder, okay. So I don't know if wildcats, it's the same thing or not. I just, yeah, we may have to look that one up or maybe ask our audio engineer, Chuck Stanger, or our producer, <laughs> Alex Gravatt, to look that one up for us. We're inside five minutes to go. They'll be second down and eight at their own 41 for the Muskego Warriors. And then there's oh, the they're playing. <laughs> Illegal uh, motion. Yeah, and it looks like moved on the line. that was the right guard, Ryan Bonji, that jumped that time. Muskego tried to go with a little bit of a hard count, and he just got a little too anxious. And that's that can be an issue with this wing T offense, you know, the guards have to be able to pull and get moving quickly, and sometimes I'm a, I'm a big guy. You want to get going a little earlier yeah. because you got to get to your spot quick. So it'll be second and 13 after the false start penalty at their own 36. Single receiver tight to the formation on the near side. It's Horn. Makes a couple of adjustments at the line. Now brings a running back into motion. He'll hand it off to Krause. And there's another flag on the plays. Krause maybe got back to the original line of scrimmage for a pickup of three. Yeah, good play there by uh, Cotty. And also is number uh, 25 there, Evan Bindle. So we'll look to see what this flag was. Looks like it's going to go against Muskego. And we have a hold. But they're going to decline, decline it. Considering it was only a pickup of a couple of yards. Rather take that down and give them a third down and 12. So we'll move it up another yard, so it'll be third and ten back to that original line of scrimmage of the 39. Horn. Audibles again at the line. Brings his running back into motion. Roll out to the far side, looking to throw. Fires deep down the field. Poteet with the interception. Undercut the route. And there is a turnover and an interception for the four-star recruit, Trey Poteet. Well, Aiden Krause burned him for the first touchdown, and he just got payback. Yep. Nice pick. First one, we're waiting to see a big play out of Trey, and he delivered right when they needed it. A uh, couple of first downs there, then all of a sudden uh, the offense sputters a little bit from Muskego. they got to go to the air, and Trey with the play, making plays on both sides of the line, and that's, that's what he's out there for. That's why he's a four-star recruit. Yeah, and that was a play where, honestly, I thought Trey was beat. He, they were playing press coverage against uh, Krause that time, and he was beat by about five yards, but he's just so fast that he was able to close out on a slightly underthrown ball and got in front of Krause for the interception. Play action on first down, screen to Bricklay on the near side, and he's hit at the line of scrimmage, and they'll give him a yard on first down. So inside, four minutes left to go here in the third quarter. The Wildcats of Verona lead 21-13. to They'll go quickly, will the Wildcats. 
Wagamasino gets the handoff, hands it off to Bradison to the left side. Had a flag. We got a couple of flags play, there. And I have a feeling this is going to be a hold again because yeah. the referee from behind the play was the one that threw that flag first. And that's usually a good indicator as to what happened. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> that's right there. And that will be a hold against the Wildcats to back them up. Well, it wasn't on the first play of the drive, but <laughs> once again, a holding penalty. And see if uh, Verona can work its way out of this one. You so it'll be that. a second down and nine, as you can hear the maybe hear the student section of Muskego, who they made the trip over here from the Milwaukee area to Verona, and they've got a good contingent of fans over there, considering it's a pushing a two. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Great, and not in school yet. Yeah, they've got. They don't have anything else going on, so why not come over and watch some high school football? Yeah. Cheer on your friends. Tell our uh, cohort Jesse Nelson his uh, alma mater shine tonight. They came out support their their boys, and that'll make him proud. I know. So now, but no band. Jesse was a big guy in the band, but no band. Uh, as was I. So. Something Jesse Nelson and I ah. do have in common. And you played? I did. I played saxophone, and then I was a uh, oh, I the drum sax. major of the marching band my senior year as well. Good man. Hey, all right. Leading the pack. Yeah. Somehow oh. they can, they thought that I should have some sort of a leadership position. <laughs> Still question that one to this day. We've got a third down and 11 for Verona. Knee-high snap to Lagomasino. He's going to look to throw. as pressure Boom. coming. He's wrapped oh. up and spun down for a sack. Liam Shaw. Liam Shaw <laughs> ripping down Lagomasino for a huge sack. You had that big momentum play for Verona with the Trey Poteet interception, but then the defense for Muskego comes up huge and is going to force a punt as we're going to have a fourth down and about 20, so Bricolet will be on to punt. Bricolet at his own 12, gets the snap. Good hang time, knuckleballing punt, and it bounces off the returner. There's a scrum for the ball on the field. Muskego says that they have it. We'll have to wait for a signal from the officials. And they will say that Muskego has it, so they'll hang on to the ball. That was nearly a bad play for the Muskego Warriors. While the teams huddle up here, since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits, plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production, operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more. Go to STO Jobs to apply today on behalf of Stoughton Trailers best of luck to all the participants in today's game Stoughton Trailers big trailers big opportunity 
2.31 left to go here in the third quarter, and we have an injured Verona Wildcat down on the field as Verona leads 21-13. to We'll step aside for a quick break as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And the Verona player is back up. Looked like just a little bit of cramping going on with 2.31 left to go here in the third quarter. Muskego has a first and 10 at the Verona 43. Horn under center. Hands it off to Lobbish up the middle. And he just keeps his legs moving. Has plenty for the first down. He's going to be down inside the 35, close to the 30. And they'll say he's down at the 31 of Verona. So this is a huge opportunity for this Muskego offense. They trail by eight, so could tie this game up. Bruiser, that play, he just uh, kept his legs chomp, 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 and uh, pushed his way forward. Great run. And that was a play that early in the game was going for maybe a yard, and now all of a sudden it was a 12-yard gain there as it's first and 10 at the 31. Lobbish again, dances away from a defender inside the 20, hits his man at the 10-yard line and is pushed out of bounds. All of a sudden, Jack Lobbish, the junior fullback with two huge runs, and it'll be a first and 10 down to the 12. You know, those set up by some great fakes by the quarterback horn. And this is where we've been talking about it, this wing T offense. You have to stay disciplined as a defense. Verona did that in the first half, and so far on this drive, they've not been able to stay disciplined. Back-to-back plays 12 and 19 yards. And it'll be a handoff again to Lobbish. He keeps pushing forward into the line. In, he's in close the to the goal line. No signal scrum, yet. And he's, and he's in. into the end zone. Touchdown, Warriors. Jack Lobbish with the 12-yard touchdown run. Give him, uh, we'll give him credit, but uh, the line, Don Schneer, James Brunner, uh, Brady, uh, Porupkin, Ryan, is it uh, Bonji? And Gabe uh, Enerson, oh, man, that was a wall. They averaged 6'1", 246, and uh, gave him some great blocking. And then uh, the back's in there pushing a little bit, too. Definitely looked like a rugby scrum on that one. And we are going to go for two. The Warriors of Muskego looking to try and tie this game on a two-point conversion. They're going to be in a power set. Again, three running backs in the backfield, one to each side of the formation. They'll bring a running back into motion from the right to the left. And now we're going to have a flag, and it looks like, again, some early movement. And that is a procedure penalty. And, you know, I said it earlier in the second half, Dennis. This wing T offense, one of the keys to it is you have to have some pretty athletic guards and that means they're going to be pulling on almost every single play out there. And just sometimes you get, again, you just, you're a big guy. You want to get going quickly. You want to get to your spot to try and get that block in time. And you just all of a sudden get your feet moving a little too early. You get called for those false start penalties. It's so, a big score here before the uh, fourth quarter here for Muskego. So... And, and now, now we, we have got a timeout, timeout Muskego. So there's a penalty and then a timeout for the Warriors as they're going to talk this one over. It's 21-19. Verona leads. 
the Muskego Warriors here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. For nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. So, Dennis, 143 left in the third quarter. You're the Muskego Warriors, and you trail by two. Put your coaching hat on for a second. What are you calling here? Do you go play action? Do you just go straight pass? Do you try a counter, a reverse? What are you doing here for the two-point conversion attempt? Well, in the second half here, Labash now has five carries for 61 yards. He got three for 43. The whole kit and caboodle, as they say, on that last drive. So you ride the horse. Uh, I just that wing T has been so difficult. I mean, the quarterback's done a great job here in the second half. Wasn't for, they were moving the ball, then the interception stopped that last drive. But I think stick with what you got. But again, you got that uh, the great wide receiver there in Aiden at six four. He just pop throw it up in the air and give him a jump ball. And they will throw yep. it Aiden into the end zone. Did he come down with it? And he did. Yep. On the slant route, the two-point conversion is good, and we're tied up 21 apiece with a minute 43 left to go here in the third quarter in Verona. We're going to step aside for a quick break. 21 all is our score, 143 left to go in the third quarter. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. This is gold medalist Matt Hamilton, and you're listening to A Good Karma Brands radio station, 100.5 ESPN, WTLX, Monona Madison. is our score. 143 left to go in the third quarter after Jack Lobbish ran it in from 12 yards out, and then Aiden Krause on the slant route for the two-point conversion ties this up for the Muskego Warriors. I'm Hunter Vaughn here with the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrall. No doubt on that one on Horn on the pass. He is actually a UW-Milwaukee baseball recruit. He looked like a that was a great line throw. Cotty on the kickoff return. He's hit at the 20 and spun down at the 25. It'll be first and 10 at the 25 for Verona. And Dennis, momentum's been the theme of this game. It's been back and forth the entire time. You know, the largest lead we had was this eight-point lead that Verona had at 21 to 13. So how does Verona get the momentum back now late here in the third quarter? Well, he had a couple of uh, punts on the last two drives, but just kind of got stymied right in the end. Put the ball on the ground and see if they can uh, get it back. I mean, it's kind of hard to say here. They've been playing well, just not able to score on these first two drives. Now they're trying to run, and uh, that, that last touchdown really gave uh, Muskego some light there. It was off defensive linemen were pumped up on the last one. And one yard. Chase Bradison with the one-yard carry there on first down to get things started. You're not going to make a couple adjustments. Uh, well, actually, won't give him a yard. Sorry there, Dennis. Well, back to the 26. So they'll keep it at the 26. Oh, they actually, yeah, they changed the. Originally, they had the line of scrimmage as yep. the 25. So 
So it'll be second and ten now. Back in the pistol. Two running backs in the backfield now. Lagomasino has pressure in his face. He's brought down for another sack. Liam Shaw with his second sack of the game. This defense starting to smell blood in the water for the Warriors as they get a stop on first down and then a big sack on second to bring up a third down and 18. Well, yeah, what, does, what does Ronan do? Better pass protection. Yeah. It's a second sack in the last two possessions. They were running the ball fairly fairly well, and then uh, the quarterback got got sacked and the first and the first drive and then uh, second now the third so it's three straight drives defense is gonna throw across the middle and it's intercepted he's across the 20 10 5 touchdown Sam Witkowski the pick six to take the lead with two seconds left in the third quarter for the Mosquito Warriors saw that he picked it off at the 30 30 yard run right down the right sideline had a little bit of a uh, what do you want to say? Uh, a bunch of his teammates are leading the way for him. A big momentum change. Yeah. Six for Muskego. I'm going to call Mikowski's name an awful lot tonight. And just when they needed him most, he and Shaw have just been a thorn in the side of that uh, Verona offense here in the second half. Gabe Walden on for the extra point. That one is up and good. 28 to 21 now our score. The Muskego Warriors with a seven point lead. They trailed by eight at the half. And we're gonna step aside for a quick break again. 28-21 our score. Two seconds left here in the third quarter. As you're listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and ESPN Madison on YouTube. our score. The Muskego Warriors on top now of the Verona Wildcats after Verona led by eight at the start of this quarter. And then all of a sudden, the momentum has been going the way of the Warriors with a Jack Lobbish 12-yard touchdown run that tied it up after a two-point conversion. And then a pick six from Sam Witkowski just moments ago to give the Warriors their first lead of the game since 6.25 left in the second quarter. And the kickoff now from Bratz, high end over end. Poti gets it at his 10 on the far side, angles to the near side. He's got some running room across the 30, 41 man to beat. Baby, go! Poti answers back with a kickoff back for a touchdown. 90 yards on the game breaker right there. And we got ourselves the ball game. from Trey Poti. He had an interception in the third quarter, and then he finishes it off with a 90-yard kick return for the touchdown. And Verona's an extra point away from tying this game back up. <laughs> Who said every second counts? 2.8 seconds left on the clock. Out if they squib it, clock runs out. Verona gets the ball, but kicked it deep. He got a, a wall down the right sideline, and then his pure speed. He just outran the coverage. 
And now both teams going to their sidelines. Or at least we thought they were. I didn't see what was going on. Oh, and there was an injured player, but got he's up off the field okay. now. So the Wildcats can attempt this extra point. Bricolet's extra point nearly blocked, but it is no good. Wide right. So it will be a one-point lead for Muskego at the end of the third quarter. We'll step aside, and when we come back, we're going to have the final quarter of action. It's a one-point lead. Muskego Warriors 28, Verona Wildcats 27, right here on Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. our score as we come into the fourth quarter of action. I'm Hunter Vaughn here alongside the Dean, Dennis Summer. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was awesome. What is it with Verona when you and I call games here? We just get great games. I'll tell you, that's uh, second year in a row, Trey Poteet with a kickoff return for a touchdown. Attention, big coaches. Kick it away from him (laughs) if you value your your, uh, scoreboard. I'll tell you, that was a beautiful run and nice. Trey's got a lot of hype coming in. Uh, he's been uh, offered from the you know, Power 5 schools or interested in him as a sophomore last year. His potential has been off the charts. And when you see a guy live up to it and he's making plays all over the field, now waiting for his first offensive touchdown this year, that's coming up next. Bricolet with the line drive kick goes into the end zone for a touchback. So, you know, you're the Muskego Warriors now, Dennis. You just gave up a 90-yard kick return for a touchdown, but you still lead by a point at least. But it doesn't feel like you have the lead, right? Nah, these guys are used to that. <laughs> I asked uh, one of the coaches about, uh, hey, you guys are ranked number four. You're used to having the target on your back. He goes, he started to chuckle. He goes, that's for the parents. That's for you guys in the media. We don't care about any of the rankings. All, want, all we care is we want to be at Camp Randall in November. So uh, nothing rattles these guys. This is a program over the last uh, decade that has been outstanding. They play in arguably the best conference in the state. They're used to the pressure. So right now the coaches on the sidelines and up here in the booth going, okay, let's get back to work, boys. Let's get back to work. Muskego leads 28-27 as we start the fourth quarter. They'll have a first and 10 at their own 20. Ball on the far hash mark, working from left to right on your radio dials. Hand off to Lobish. Lobish has plenty of running room. He's going to get enough for a first down. Goes right through a couple of tackles. And then it looks like he was pushed out of bounds across the 30. Well, and they'll actually mark him back a little ways. He was just still running into guys. That's what I was going to say. Ride the horse. He got you there. He's gotten uh, five carries for 61 yards here in the uh, – and a touchdown here in the second half. And right away they put the ball in his hands again. He picks up nine. Single receiver to the near side for Braden Horn, the quarterback of Muskego. It's second and one at the 29. And they'll go handoff up the middle again, but he's met in the backfield this time. Verona able to answer. 
first time I've seen him actually yeah. hand off to him. <laughs> I've been looking for the last few plays. Where's the ball? <laughs> oh, Braden Horn has done a really good job of running this offense. It'll be a third and one now. At their own 29, Muskego again. They lead by one. Horn looks to both sides of his line. Keeps looking back and forth. Now he'll finally snap the ball. Gives it to his fullback, Lobbish. Lobbish up the middle, has the first down. And he's brought down at the 33. So it'll be a first and 10 for Muskego. As now this is where this wing T you can start just kind of, you know, you're running your offense like normal, but you can just keep chewing away at that clock. Lucas Strasser, the rare zero number for you on his uniform, made the tackle on that play. Aiden Krause, the single receiver, split out wide to the near side. Horn under center. Horn now will fake the handoff and give it off to Krause around the far side, and he's brought down at the 40. Another good fake there, and Krause with his speed able to turn the corner. Pick up a good first down carry here. And that was definitely that was a pickup of six on first down. Definitely the Jack Lobbish effect. They were running it so often up the middle here in the second half that the defense starts looking into the middle, and then all of a sudden, oh, there's the running back going around the outside for a pickup of six on first down, second and four at their own 40. Again, they'll keep Krause split out wide to the near side. It's Lobbish again up the middle. He's across the 45, has enough for the first down. There was no fake. He just put it in his, no. right in his stomach right there. He knows he's got, he's got the workhorse going. And another first down. It'll be first and 10 now at the 46 of the Warriors. He's personally picked up five first downs in the second half. Wow. Says. Verona trying to get a player off of the field, and they were able to get Bricklay off before Muskego snapped the ball. First and 10 at their own 46. And there's the... Running back Krause again around the Ashton. edge, and he's going to pick up six more. That's Ashton Krause, the brother of Aiden Krause. Now all of a sudden, Ashton Krause is starting to pick up some big chunks, good chunks of yards. As it's second and five at the Verona 49 as Muskego's made it across the midfield mark with nine minutes left to go in this game. Muskego leads by one. Three minutes off the clock. Best thing they can do with that lead is just run clock. The time is the enemy for Verona right now. Lavish with a big run again. again across the left side. He's got another first down for Muskego. He's brought down at the 41 of Verona. Seriously, think he's trying to get 100 yards in the second half. <laughs> he might <laughs> they do keep it. handing it to him. He will. First and 10 at the 41. They're just going to keep sticking with this single receiver, Aiden Krause, split out to the near side, and then keep their regular three running back backfield. It's Lobbish yet again. Didn't get a you know six-plus-yard run like he had been the last few times he touched it. This time it was only about a four-yard run. 
Verona trying to sub in and out their defensive line as much as they can here to try and keep them as fresh as they can against this wing T offense. There's a pickup of four on first down for second and six at the 37. Muskego working from left to right on your radio dials. Braden Horn under center. Horn again. Looks to both sides, now finally snaps it, nearly loses it. Excuse me, he faked it. Krause's still staying up. Krause he's at the 20, gone. the 10. One man to beat, he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Warriors. Braden Horn faked me out on the handoff, and it's a 37-yard touchdown run to Ashton Krause. So 7.39 left to go in the game. Mosquito started this quarter with the ball. And just kept running it and running it and running it. Yeah, Krause with a 37-yard scamper. Nine play, 80 yards, 4.21 off the clock. Used about a third of the uh, quarter here. And the extra point is up and good. Makes it 35 to 27 now. Muskego on top of Verona with 7.39 left to go here in the fourth quarter of action. And there's an injured player down on the field, so we're going to step aside. 7.39 left to go here in the fourth quarter. 35-27. Muskego on top of Verona as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and ESPN Madison on YouTube. Thirty-five to twenty-seven, Muskego on top of the Verona Wildcats as the injured player is up off of the field. Again, this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania, and Dennis, this wing tee offense for Muskego, it just keeps wearing down defenses, and late in the game, we're seeing it here against this Verona Wildcat team, just some gash plays in the running game on that drive. And that was all on the ground game, nine carries, 80 yards, and it started out with uh, Labish with nine yards, and he just kept pounding away, and then the change of pace with Ashton Krause, and Krause gets to finish it off. So, uh, touchdowns, uh, Muskego. Aiden's got one, and Ashton's got one tonight. And Bratz will go with a surprise onside kick. Verona's going to fall on it at the 36. And I don't expect anybody to really be kicking to Trey Poteet anymore for the rest of the year following <laughs> that 90-yard kick return that he had to end the third quarter. So now Verona will... Start with a first and 10 at their own 36-yard line. Still plenty of time, 7.38. Get uh, enough big, uh, quick strike. He said we've seen Poteet on defense. We haven't seen him on offense make a big play yet, but uh, he's due. Lagomasino out of the pistol. Two receivers to his right, single receiver to the left. Mihai snap, drops back to pass, looking to the right side. He has a man over the middle, across midfield, and brought down at the 46 of Muskego. That was, I believe, Wes Brickle. 
And it was Wes Brickaway, the tight end, or H-back they call him in this Verona offense, to pick up the first down. Quickly back up to the line is Verona. They have a first and 10 at the Muskego 46. Two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right. Handoff up the middle, and there's a fumble. Ball's still out. Lagomacino falls on it. Muskego says that they have it, and they're going to say that it is a Verona ball. So they tried to hand it off the middle to Bradenson, and all of a sudden the ball just went flying forward, then got kicked back right to Lagomacino. He was able to fall on it. And they only lost three yards on the play for a second down and 13 at the Muskego 49. Yeah, lucky break on that one. Quick thinking recovered it there for Lago Messina, but had time ticking out almost halfway through the fourth quarter here. Can't afford any mistakes here. It's an eight-point lead for Muskego. Second down and 13 following the fumble recovery from Verona. Lagomacino, play action pass, rolls out to the far side. He has pressure coming. He's going to run with it. Gets back to the original line of scrimmage and shoved out of bounds inside the 45. Uh, some great pursuit there by uh, Isaiah Nelson, number 39. So it's third down and eight after that scamper from Elijah Lagomacino. Again, he's a senior quarterback for Verona, making his first varsity start tonight, trailing by eight with 6.28 left to go for the ball game. Deuces to the left, single receiver to the right for Lagomacino. Knee-high snap, drops back to pass, throws oh. it on the right side. And this one is a diving catch made inside the 15. What a catch. I believe that was number 16, Amari Phillips on oh, the reception. That's Bricolay, number 15. Bricolay on it. Huge completion on the play to get a first down for Verona. A diving catch keeps the chains moving because we're down to six minutes left to go in the game. 36 yards on that completion. Big play here now in the red zone. Lagomacino. In the pistol, two receivers, who's right, single receiver to the left. He's going to hand it off to Bradenson. Bradenson cuts up field inside the 10, down to the 7. Cut that playoff tackle and kept going. Nice fall forward there, picked up a couple extra yards. Verona working quickly now. They'll keep the same formation with two to the right, single receiver to the left. Lagomacino, chest high snap, hands it off to Bradenson. He's hit in the backfield, and he's going to be dropped for a loss of one on the play. It'll be third and six now. Actually, third and seven. They'll move him back another yard. So line of scrimmage is at the 10-yard line for a third and seven. Lagomacino looking over to the near sideline to his coaches to get the play before he finally heads into the huddle. Now they'll break the play. They'll have two receivers to the left, both of the Poteets, with Trey split out wide to the left. Kenson is the slot left, single receiver to the right. They're going to look to the left, lob it up for Poteet. Trey Poteet there it comes is. down with it from 10 yards out. Now he's got a big play on defense, special teams, and an offense. Multi-talented. Two touchdowns, his first offensive touchdown of the season 
And the offense is going to stay out to try and tie this game up with 4.50 left for Verona. First touchdown reception for Verona. He had, last year he had uh, two catches for 39 yards, 19.5 average, no touchdowns. But he was primarily as a sophomore just on the defensive side of the ball. Now we can see. They go right to their big play playmaker three times. That's a charm. He's uh, coming through big for the Wildcats. Now we got to go for two. Two-point conversion. Lagomasino in the pistol. He's going to throw a screen to the near side to Brickley. He dives for the end zone, and he's in to tie it up 35 apiece. 4.50 left to go in the ball game. We're all tied up in this one. You don't want to go anywhere as this one's going to be going down to the wire. 35 all, 4.50 left to go. We're going to step aside for a quick break as, again, it's tied up at 35 apiece here in the fourth quarter as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania themselves as one of the top baseball programs in the Midwest and the country. GRB is hosting its annual Top Prospect Camp on Saturday, October 7th. Position players, pitchers, and catchers can showcase their skills for over 40 college coaches scheduled to attend. Registration is open to all players in the 2024 to 27 graduating years, and spots are available on a first-come, first-served basis. Sign up today at grbacademy.com. That's grbacademy.com. Raise baseball. Raise your game. Watch every ESPN Madison show live every day. Subscribe to ESPN Madison on YouTube for live video of every show and exclusive content. Just search ESPN Madison. Thirty-five, thirty-five is our score. Four fifty left to go in the game. As again, this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. It was a ten-yard pass to Trey Poteet in the corner of the end zone that tied it up. And Trey Poteet having himself a night. He's got a ninety-yard kick return for a touchdown. A ten-yard catch for a touchdown and an interception. He just does it all for this Verona Wildcats team. A great drive, seven plays, 64 yards, 238 time of the drive, and we have ourselves a ball game. And a squib kick from Verona. Forget the first 43 minutes, we're tied. So yeah. all that matters are the last five. <laughs> so with 447 left to go in this game, they were all tied up at 35 apiece. The Warriors of Muskego have a first and 10 at their own 36. Aiden Krause's the single receiver split out wide to the left. Horn gets the snap. He's going to hand it off to his fullback, Lobish. Lobish dragging defenders across the first down marker down to the 48. He's a man on a mission. He will just not go down a 12 yard carry there on first down for the 5 10 185 pound junior fullback over 100 yards for the game and over 100 yards in this half more importantly so we're inside 430 now 35 all 110 first and 10 excuse me at the 48 
And it's another handoff to Labish. He's hit at the line of scrimmage, but again, just keeps his legs moving, falls forward, and he's brought down at the 47 of Verona as now Muskego gets across midfield. As we're getting down to the end, Verona has all three of its timeouts left. Muskego with two. Second and five after that five-yard carry. Horn under center yet again. He'll now have Krause split out wide to the left. And it's a oh, wide Rubbish. open. Breaks the tackle at the line of scrimmage. He's inside the 40 and brought down at the 36. And a tackle there by Novinska. Kept that one from getting even bigger. That probably would have been six if yeah. Nate Novinska, the free safety, doesn't get over there and make the tackle. First and ten at the 37 now for Muskego. They started at their own 36. We're inside 3.30 now left to go in the game. Two timeouts left for the Warriors of Muskego. There he goes again. It's Labish again, and he just lowers his shoulder into a defender, keeps on moving, and they'll stop his forward momentum at the 32. Six players around the ball. They know who's getting the ball. They just can't. He gets that initial push through the line. Before they know it, he's into the secondary. And the problem, too, though, is, I mean, you know, you like to guess that Labish is going to get the ball, but with this wing tee, it's just any one of these three running backs can get it on right. any play. You try to cheat. You, yeah. have to, you have to know your assignments. If you try to cheat and help out, boom, Ash, Ashton Krause will be in the end zone. Second and five at the Verona 32. Horn under center, single receiver to the left. Oh, they fake it to fumble. Labish. He fumbles. Verona picks it up at the 40, and he's brought down. There is a flag on the play, though. And uh, the officials are going to confer here. 25 for Verona. That was Evan Bindle that came up with the recovery. And it's a hold against Muskego, so Verona will have the ball. Huge momentum shifting play for the Verona Wildcats with 2.28 left to go in the game. They're tied 35 apiece. And Verona now looks to try and take the lead. They have all three timeouts left. All they need is a field goal in this one. Bricklay will get to attempt his first field goal. And that's as a varsity player. That's a huge ask for Wes Bricklay. I know he's a great player. But yeah, to a lot of ask pressure. somebody who's never made a kick at the varsity level to come in and kick a game winner against Muskego. Yeah, you got to make one sometime. Why not a game winner to start out your career? Laga Messino in the pistol. Two receivers to his right. He's going to drop back to pass on first down. Fires deep down the right side. And the diving interception attempt falls incomplete. As... Plokelman. Plokelman, Plokelman the middle linebacker on that middle one. Middle linebacker yeah. dropping back into coverage nearly at the interception. Brings up second and 10 at the 41. They're trying to grind it out, just not a lot of time on the clock, so Verona going to the air in the spread. 2.22 left to go in the game. Second and 10 at their own 41. Laga Messino in the pistol. Chest high snap. Hands off to Max Jones up the middle. Jones met at the line of scrimmage. Maybe falls forward to pick up a yard. Bringing up a third down and nine. As the clock keeps winding down. I'm trying to catch him by surprise there with a 
with a quick hitter and uh, defensive line there for Muskego ready for it. Under two minutes, Verona with all three of its timeouts yep. left. So plenty of time with now just inside two minutes when they snap this ball, probably right around a minute 40-something as we're inside a minute 50. Third and nine at the 42. Lagomasino in the pistol, deuces to the left, single receiver to the right, one running back directly behind him. Knee-high snap drops. Oh, sack. Has pressure coming, and he's brought down the blitz. for the sack. Plockelman, middle Plockelman linebacker on the blitz. two plays here in the fourth quarter to get the stop, and the punting unit comes out with a minute 33 left to go in the game. Nowhere to run for that one before. Uh, and now there's a Lag timeout from Lagomasina. Yeah, Lagomasina took up steps back, looked up, and boom. Plockamon's right in his face. So a timeout on the field. We're going to keep it right here with a minute 33 left to go. And the GRB Academy is baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy wants to be a part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000 square foot weight room. Personal lessons are available year-round as well with over 300 college players and over 150 D1 players. GRB led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. So there's one timeout now left for Muskego after they took that timeout. A minute 33 left to go in the game, and you're tied up as Verona will be punting the ball away. And back to return is Max Schneider, the senior running back for the Warriors, as he'll be back at his own 34. And it's a high oh. snap on the punt, able to get it away. High knuckleball kick, bouncing at the 35, takes a Verona bounce inside the 30, continues to roll inside the 25 to the 24-yard line. 42-yard punt there for Brickley just when they needed it. So the senior, Brady Horn, needs to take his team 76 yards in a minute 21 with one timeout to try and win this game on the road as we're tied up at 35 apiece. Again, Braden Horn, we talked about it in the pregame and in the first half. He set the school record for passing yards in a single season last year for Muskego. He threw for 1,287 yards, 13 touchdowns, and only three interceptions. He's already thrown one interception tonight, but it was throwing against a four-star recruit in Trey Poteet. So it is a little bit of an excusable interception. Yeah, he's got one touchdown pass. To and a big 80-yard completion as well. They'll go with a power set here on first down with a minute 21 left to go. Horn under center. He's going to bring his running back into motion. Rolls out to the far side. He's looking to pass. Has pressure coming. Pump fakes. Now he'll run with it. Gets across the line of scrimmage and scampers out of bounds at about the 27 yard line. So a pickup of three on first down will bring up a second and seven. A minute 13 now shows on the clock. And that was great senior awareness from Horn to get out of bounds that time. He picked up what he could and still got out of bounds to stop the clock, having only one timeout left. A couple big plays, and then they're going to have to try, have an option possibly for a field goal. 
single receiver split out wide to the left at the top of the formation, Horn under center. He's going to drop back, look to pass, pump fake. Now he's going to fire deep down the sideline. That's overthrown and is intercepted on the sideline. And number one, that is the Visca. And actually, they're bringing it back. Oh, he was they're out of bounds. say he was out of bounds. bounds, incomplete. He just had a foot out of bounds. So the clock will show a minute 06 after that inter incompletion what we thought was going to be an interception on the far sideline so now it's third down and seven for muskego one timeout left we're tied up at 35 apiece they trailed by eight at the half came back to make it a tied game took a lead and then verona tied it up themselves single receiver to the right of the formation on the near side that's krause horn is going to hand it off to Lobish. Lobish pushes ahead, gets enough for the first down, picks up eight, actually nine. So a minute left. The clock will stop until the chains get set. So now it's up to the 37. First and 10 inside a minute. Clock is running now. Single receiver to the right. Horn, again, under center. Has been all night. He's going to hand it off to Lobish again. Lobish gets across the 40 before he's met by a plethora of Wildcats and pushed backwards, but they'll give him his forward momentum to the 41 with 40 seconds left. And now there's... A stoppage here as head coach Ken Krause of Muskego is out on the field. It was the last time out. And, yeah, the <clears throat> Muskego did use their last time out. I didn't see the signal there. I, I thought that's what they did because I wouldn't expect Verona yep, to just, use one there. Just changed it but, on the clock. Yep, needed to make sure. So 40 seconds remain, 35-35 our score. No timeouts left for Muskego. Verona does have all three of their timeouts as it's second and six at their own 41-yard line. As This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. And for nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or online at ZimbraConda.com. So now, Dennis, anything that Muskego runs, they're going to have to run this past the sticks or out of bounds, right? That's correct. Clock will not stop. Second and six at their own 41. No timeouts left. Tied at 35. 40 seconds left. Horn under center. He's going to fake the handoff and then gives it off to Krause. No injury. Get but there's an injury on the field, so with 31 seconds left, we're going to have a stoppage here. For Verona. It's a Verona player. Ironic. So it's third down and one. And it looks like just some cramping. 
happening, and this was something we talked about. It's not a warm, it wasn't a warm day today here in Madison. It was maybe a high of 76. It wasn't super humid. So, you know, it's not like normal conditions you'd expect to see cramping, but unfortunately I think sometimes you forget that, oh, it's not super hot out, I don't need to drink as much water, and then late in a game like this, a physical battle, you're going to unfortunately maybe see some cramping out of players. Yeah, it's low 60s right now here for attempt, so it's a uh, long game, exciting game here, both teams coming in. I don't, didn't know what to think uh, from a Who's favored? And what, there's a, an edge one way or the other when you open up the new season. Verona has proven that they're, uh, they're for real. I guess one of the best teams in the state, perennially. 31 seconds left to go. No timeouts for Muskego. They have a third and one at their own 46. Just waiting for the, in, the injured player to get off the field. And now the whistle's been blown. Horn. Gets the snap, hands it off to his fullback, Lobbish. Lobbish breaking tackles across midfield and brought down at the 46. So Muskego having to work quickly. They'll stop the clock until the chains are set. 25 seconds left now. Single receiver to the right. Horn's going to spike the ball as soon as they're set. So now we're down to 22 seconds left, and it'll be second down and 10 with no timeouts left. The Muskego Warriors trying to come away with a last-second win over the Verona Wildcats here on the road. There's enough left for three or four plays here yeah. if they get out of bounds or incomplete, quick incompletions. This is where you like to have a veteran quarterback, and Horn fits the bill for Muskego. Horn under center, one receiver to the top of the formation, close to this wing T formation. It's going to be a handoff over to the left side, and that's Krause, and Krause gets past the first down marker, down to the 35. So the clock will stop with 15 seconds left now until they get the chain set, and they'll start it, and they'll spike the ball again down to 13 seconds. So 13 seconds left now at the 35-yard line. And we Gabe Walden hasn't also attempted a field goal attempt. We expect that to be the one to come out and try a field goal here to win it. 52-yarder at this point. Yeah, and that's, that's a big ask for a high school kicker. So Muskego still has to move the ball further in here, and now we're going to have a whistle and a timeout. Verona. Some frustration from the Verona coaches. That's Verona's first timeout. So with 13 seconds left to go in the game, Verona uses their first timeout. They have two timeouts left. Muskego, no timeouts. We're tied at 35. We're going to step aside for a quick 30-second break as you're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Maybe. Second down and 10. No timeouts left. Tied at 35. Muskego has the ball at the Verona 35, going from left to right, trying to win this game. Single receiver to the left for the quarterback, Horn. Lobbish gets the handoff. No, they'll fake it. Krause around the end, and he gets out of bounds close to the first down marker with six seconds left now. 
And this wing T offense, it's just so hard to know who has the ball. I thought Labish was going to get stopped in the backfield, and all of a sudden I saw running back Ashton Krause going around the edge. At seven rushes, three incompletions, two of them were spikes. So they've been able to move down the field 133, one about a minute and 27 seconds without a pass completion. Pretty amazing. So the awesome use of the, of the uh, getting your first downs, be able to stop the clock, getting out of bounds. And they're going to try the is. field goal attempt, and we're going to have a timeout to try and ice the kicker. We're keeping it right here with 6.8 seconds showing on the clock. The line of scrimmage is at the 26. It looks like a 42 or 43-yard attempt. 43-yard so, attempt. 43-yard attempt for kicker Gabe Walden. So, obviously, Muskego head coach Ken Krause has confidence to not well, try and run another play here. And Verona's got one more timeout. Burn yeah. the other one. Why not? If <laughs> you Double ice. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing that for kickers, you try and just – Keep them out there as long as you can, thinking about the kick. Don't give them a chance to line it up, but you just keep them out there thinking about what is about to happen for this field goal attempt. This raucous crowd for Verona making noise with six seconds left. The Wildcats trying to send this to overtime as we're tied at 35. Oh, now. But now Muskego's going to try and run another play, and we're going to have another timeout from Verona. So initially, Muskego on third and one at the 26 came out and showed that they were going to go for a field goal attempt. So Verona calls a timeout to try and ice the kicker. So veteran head coach in his 16th year here at Muskego, Ken Krause, decides, you know what, I'm going to put my offense out there. Let's try and get this first down, get a little bit closer if we can with six seconds left. So head coach of Verona, Andrew Riley, says, you know what, I'll use my third and final timeout. Let's play a little cat and mouse chess game here late in this ball game. Again, 35-35 is our score with six seconds left. Muskego trying to come away with the victory on the road at Verona. You got Coach Krause in his 27th year as a head coach, Andrew Riley in his second. Our man locally, the Wildcat mentor here is... Sticking there with a Hall of Fame coach. Showing their medal. Great coaching staff. Great great game plan for the Wildcats tonight to be hanging in there this late. Now the defense, can they come up with a play? Can we get overtime? Uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know what more we can do to make this game exciting. And they're going to go for it. And they're going to go for it on third and one. Six seconds left. Horn under center. He has a receiver split out wide to each side of the formation. He's going to drop back to pass. Looks to the far sideline. And that ball is incomplete with three seconds left on the clock, and it'll be a fourth and one. So Muskego looking over to the sideline. It looks like Gabe Walden will come on for this field goal attempt. Again, it's going to be about a 42-yarder. 3.5 seconds left. We had a touchdown with 2.8 seconds. Clock ran out. We're going to have a field goal attempt. It's a 43-yard attempt for Gabe Walden from the far hash mark. Here's the snap. The ball, the kick is up, and it is good. Oh, what a heartbreaker for the Walkers. The Muskego Warriors come away with the victory, 38-35. Wildcats played their hearts out. That 
Oh, man, that is a heartbreaker there. They gave everything they had. They went right down to the last second. And give the Walden the credit. His first career field goal varsity, a 43-yarder, the game winner. Again, 38-35, our final score. Gabe Walden, the hero of Muskego, we're looking knocks for, down a 43-yard uh, We're looking field. for overtime, and he goes, I've had it. We're done. Yep, we gotta, I want to go home. We got a bus ride home. And it's not a school night. Hey, you can stay up late. We can stay here at midnight. Oh, I would have wow. been okay with overtime, but oh. Gabe Walden said, no, we're going to go home back to Muskego with a victory. 38-35, our final score. We're going to step aside as we let the Dean do a little bit of math to try and put together some stats here, and then we'll come back with the Stoughton Trailers' final haul of the game. Again, 38-35, our final score, as this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and ESPN Madison on YouTube. The hunt for October continues on ESPN Radio. Fierce AL East rivals cling in a postseason hopes go head-to-head -head this weekend when the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees face off at Yankee Stadium. Coverage begins Saturday at 1230 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Thirty-eight, thirty-five. The Muskego Warriors come away with a road victory at the Verona Wildcats. I'm Hunter Vaughn here alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Summerow. And Dennis, this is our second game of the season. We did. You had a game last night. I think we already had the game of the year. Right? Oh, oh wow! I'll tell you, this one was just loaded with highlights and two newcomers, Jack. Was it Labish? 5'11", 185-pound junior. It was his first game running the ball. He ends up with, oh, my God, uh, 18, was it uh, 20 carries, 147 yards. Long was 19, but he kept just getting those double-digit carries. And then uh, the kicker, Gabe Walden, 5'9", 165-pound junior. His first field goal attempt is a game winner from 43 yards. Just incredible. And Labish in the second half. At halftime, Muskego had five yards rushing. In the second half, they were 29 for 230. Wow. So oh, 10 yards a carry there. That was the big difference. They ended up with 363 yards of total offense. Verona was 48 for 43 yards because of sacks and uh, a couple of misplays. Uh, uh, Bridison was their leading rusher. 18 for 51, and for the quarterback, again, another first-timer tonight uh, for Elijah Lagomasina. He was 14 of 17, 155 yards, one interception, which ended up being a pick six. And that was the killer. But I'll tell you, he had, he had a great game. He had a run for a touchdown. He had a pass for a touchdown. The star, though, for Verona has got to be Trey Poteet. Oh, my God. I, I want to see this kid play again next week. He had a ninety. Uh, he had a ninety-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, an interception, caught his first touchdown pass, ten-yarder for you know, first one on offense, and he was all over the field. He got beat early in the game on a long t on a long touchdown pass play, but came back. And I think Muskego's going to have mm -hmm. if they meet these teams meet again in the uh, state championship game, which very could happen. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Um, could be in different areas. Sometimes uh, they end up in the same uh, bracket. We'll see. But great game. 
This is your Stoughton Trailers final haul of the game. Since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits, plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production, operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more go to stojobs.com to apply today on behalf of stoughton trailers best of luck to all the participants in today's game stoughton trailers big trailers big opportunity and dennis we've got just a little bit of time here left in this one you know final thoughts on this well excellent ball game first of all i want to give a shout out to to ryan uh, nalt defensive backs coach i uh, was up here just doing stat from a mm-hmm. skill tonight. He gave me a couple of great numbers, and we were right on there. So I want to thank him. Um, the coaches here were just very, very good job over here. Sometimes yeah. you hear guys screaming and yelling, yep. whatever. They just blow up at the end, right, with that yes. field goal goes through. You can see a lot of hard work, very great staff. But to tell you, the takeaways, Trey Poteet, uh, he's, he's just poised for a great junior season, mm-hmm. and the recruiting just shot up. Uh, people see the game film from this one. But, of course, he'll have some things to work on just like everybody else. Defensively, uh, we knew there were going to be some linebacking core, front line. There were going to be some changes because of graduation, and uh, Verona did a great job in the first half. But uh, some just some awesome adjustments. Getting the ball in that the wing tee to uh, Labish in the second half, he just cannot be stopped. And it was gang tackling, but he got through that first line, and he was getting five and six before you know contact. So you got to give his offensive line credit as well. And Mosquito has a tendency to go in groups of junior, senior, boom. Then they rebuild, mm-hmm. and this is the second year of one. So that offensive line is uh, midseason form. And their quarterback, again, to have a senior in Braden Horn to be able to drive this team down the field without a completed pass. Think about yep. that. It was all on the ground. You spiked a couple, had an incompletion. And I uh, thought it was pretty cool that the coach comes out, oh, let's see, maybe we'll try to go yep. for it. Now nah, let's give our kicker. And I think part of that might have been to, to, to take the ice off his kicker. He's thinking yeah. about that. He's thinking and thinking, oh, okay, I'm fine. Oh, I guess I get to do it. And then just go out. Don't think, just do it. Again, our final score, 38-35, Warriors on top of the Verona Wildcats. I'd like to thank Alex Gravatt back at the studio, Ryan Wollersheim running our video, and the Dean Dennis Summerall. I'm Hunter Vaughn, and this has been Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania.